0: We wanted to take a second to address the current state of our nation and society. Too many black men and women have lost their lives at the hands of the police in the oppressive system we live in. The recent murder of George Floyd is not a wake-up call. It's just the same damn alarm that's been ringing from black men and women for centuries. We stand in solidarity of the many who are fighting, protesting, and raising their voices on the front lines to end police murder and brutality and systemic oppression of black people. Black lives matter. It's impossible for us not to address this when talking about a league and entity that is made up of almost 70% of black men. Our job as white men is to shut up and listen to the black voices and to amplify them. You can do this by donating to the many amazing organizations fighting this fight day in and day out, including Black Lives Matter, Campaign Zero, and Freedom Funds based in New York City. Our podcast is designed to bring some fun and joy for a sliver of your day. Stay safe. We love you all.
1: He's running down the middle by the 50. He's at the 30. He's bare-chested and banging his chest. Now he runs the opposite way. He runs at the 50. He runs at the 40. The guy is drunk, but there he goes.
0: Welcome to Debates on Tap presents Football the Show. But why do you even ponder passing? I mean, you can take a knee and try a
2: 56-yard field goal. This is not Detroit, man. This is the Super Bowl. I mean, Sam Darnold needs five downs to get a first down goodness, the Bears' season's going to end on a double doink.
0: Baker Mayfield is better at throwing to the other team. Oh, Giants are coming off a worse week than Harvey Weinstein.
2: It's a strange time. It's a weird time. But it's simple to just wear masks. Do it as a favor to your fellow man to protect them. You don't know what they're going through. They don't want to see your jacked up face. They don't want to see your gross teeth. Right. You know, They don't want to get your bad air. There's a lot of research going on. Because okay, to preface this, I've heard the phrase "I'm not wearing a muzzle" in reference to people with masks. <laughs> sure, I'm not saying those people should be shot or punched. I'm not saying that. I would never incite or, violence or
0: legitimately muzzled.
2: Yeah, well, yeah, we shouldn't make them wear a muzzle. But no. there's, have you seen the research going around? So they've they've taken the people that are complaining about wearing masks right. and the people who wear them willingly, sure. and you know, even if, I don't like it. I have to wear it during workouts. It's hot. I, I get sweat everywhere. It sucks, I it wear just,
0: it. Eight hours like well, like I mean, seven and a half hours a day. Yeah, you wear
2: it at work all day. Mm-hmm. We do it. We we can complain to each other. It's a safe space here. Yeah. But there's a new study showing that the people who refuse to wear masks have never actually pleased a sexual partner. <laughs> They've never done it. And I
0: don't I don't want to say it's because of the masks. <laughs> But it's, cra- it's crazy. It's a weird, It's like that correlation versus causation thing. Yeah, like, we may is never... Is it correlated? Is it caused? Who knows? It's the like, only
2: hard fact we can take is that if you don't wear a mask, it just means you have you never cannot pleased... cannot
0: please a woman. Or a man. It's like, you know, on Twitter every so often, whenever... Usually it's conservatives do a lot of self-owns. And uh, like Ben Shapiro, I mentioned him whenever... Uh, well, not not him specifically, but whenever that Megan Thee Stallion and Cardi B song, WAP, came out. Yes. Wet-ass pussy. Um, he did this whole Twitter thing where one, he in his nasally voice he read the entire Whoa. all the lyrics. Is ben here, Ben is here. He read the lyrics to WAP, which was hysterical to begin with, and then his wife is a doctor. He's got a wife. Yeah, he has a wife ah, and, yeah. and kids, and he was asking her about wet vaginas, <laughs> <laughs> and people were like, you know what that says about you, right? <laughs> Uh, I've never actually experienced a wet vagina, so I don't think it's real. I don't think that happens. So er, ergo, Ben Shapiro is one that doesn't wear a mask. So ergo, that's that's right there. Ergo, cover your air, wear a mask. Now this is and football please talk. A woman, and please,
2: oh. please, speak of, please, 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 a please man, woman. whoever, please, whoever you want, don't hurt them. Please them consensually. Now, speaking of all that, on to the topic at hand, which is football. We love it. We hope there's a season. Yeah, we we I do. Mean, I mean. That's all we can do at this point. I
0: know is hope. This is our uh, monthly show, breaking down each conference or division of the NFL. Uh, we have done North, East, South. Today we're on the West. Um, well, we'll talk about a couple of things here in a second related to the season and COVID. But right now, let's talk about what we're drinking. Yes, because gender roles are <laughs> would say that a man watches football. We and we don't we don't want to drink a manly beer. We don't you know, like drink anything like that. We well, want to, We well, we do. We do like those, but we want. We're drinking seltzers. Fun, mm. refreshing seltzers. We too had, hot out to have a I beer. I don't want, to want a beer. So today we're drinking the Truly lemonade. I'm having the black cherry right now. I think Braggy is too. Mm-hmm. This is one of my favorite seltzers out there. Um, oh, I know. I know. We it have hurts. it on heavy record. Yes, I know
2: it hurts your teeth. I don't know what it is. <laughs> Because d- there's a lot like of no sugar. sugar in them, basically. I've always had kind of sensitive teeth, but the one day that we pounded these right. for a while, the next day, teeth that have never been sensitive <laughs> were suddenly getting their feelings hurt by just me looking in the mirror. I don't know, man. It's a weird time. COVID is a weird time.
0: So I'm going to try to drink these bypass all my teeth. Just go straight down yeah, my just throat. just like guzzle it. Yeah. Um, the Truly Lemonade, the regular Truly's are fine. They taste a lot like White Claws, you know, yeah, they taste where it's like, like, like they smell a splash of, of flavoring. This, like the lemonade flavor, makes the actual flavor of it pop really well. It's very good. And it's very good. I, I enjoy these quite a bit. know. Um, as well as they're only like 100 calories, they're 5% alcohol. I have no and shame in enjoying these. No, and they're like little to no sugar. Um, on our made-up scale that we have, zero being this is the worst thing I've ever had in my yeah. life, 10 being I would drink these all the time, I'm going to give these probably close to like an 859 Look, I was going to say nine. I don't know if it's just because I'm in a good mood today. I had a good breakfast. I know. We're talking about good things here in a little while. Yeah, maybe that's why. Maybe it's because we're on the West. But I I would give these a really solid 8.5, closer to nine. For the ones we've
2: had for the past three shows, these are a nine for me.
0: There you go. So there you have it. Truly Lemonade. I I would encourage everyone to drink these because these get away from you. These taste so good that you're just like, I'm going to have a a few of these because this is just a fine little seltzer. I just want, just want to taste it, and it just like sneaks up on you. And they're like, "Oh yeah, these booze. There's booze in these." <laughs> okay, so again, much like we've talked about, uh, we're under the we're doing this podcast in preparation for the NFL season, as if it's going to go on as normal. Because that is what the NFL is doing. So, Eric, that's what we're doing. I think in February we wanted to talk about football. We did. We, we've been wanting to put together a football podcast for a while, but we didn't really know how to do that, what to do with it. And then, like, this just popped up, and we we're like, fuck, let's do that. Let's break down the season. Um, as we've mentioned a few times, today is the West. Uh, we're going to do the NFC, then AFC. And then right before the season starts, probably, like, we'll release this the week of like, like that Sunday before the home opener with the Chiefs and the Texans. We'll do a big power rankings episode where we'll break down like who we think's gonna win at all, like blah, blah, blah. Who do we pick last to kick ball? And then yeah, who, who who we think is gonna do that? So we're gonna do a big power rankings thing, one through thirty-two all teams, um, as well as just talk about probably, I mean, whatever else, quarterbacks, you know, like best players of the of the season, stuff like that. So um so tune in to that. And then um I, I think it'd be remiss of us to say or to go on talking about, I forgot drinking seltzers makes me really burpy and I'm already really burpy. It's the
2: Willy Wonka effect. Uh, yeah.
0: Busy <laughs> lifting drinks. Um, it's, we're going to fly. We're going to start flying. It was coming. So, uh, the deadline for players opting out of the season because of COVID uh, happened last week, I believe.
2: Which I th- I'll go on record saying it's a mistake that they made it that soon. That the NFL right. mandated it to be that soon. They should have had. I they mean, should have let it. I was gonna say up starts. until the season started.
0: And, and I think I I get the reason why because they needed some type money. of training camp and money oh, basically. Oh, training, yeah. Um, because they're they're not doing a preseason anymore, which I think they shouldn't have done a pre. They should have canceled the preseason a hundred years ago. Um, but, but basically to get teams up to, as up to speed as possible, um, they need to know who is going to be there in fine. Um, so far, 66 players have opted out of the season, um, including, uh, two players we'll talk about with the chiefs and, and a few players within the, the teams we're talking about. Um, the cool thing I think with this is that, uh, players who opt out, they get if they're like a high risk covid-19 which is like family members or themselves or high risk they they can earn they earn $350,000 for the season and an accrued season like that counts towards uh like minimums of free agent and bonuses and, and stuff like, like that. that which is i think is pretty cool um players without high risk you probably like more rookies and things like that and um uh they get uh, $150,000 for opting out
2: which is a lot to not work for year. It know,
0: is and, it, and it's great and again i i like that the NFLPA was actually able to negotiate all that stuff and have players accrue a season and things like that, because that counts towards minimums and bonuses. Like brag, I said, um, like we said, 66 players have opted out. Uh, there, there's a whole laundry list of players. I think the most players that have opted out, I think are on the Patriots. Uh, you say, I think I saw and the there's, Patriots. there's, a, there's and that quite
2: was a few as a few days ago. Right. So, uh, and I've already seen a few people that are actually on my free agent list for a few of these teams. Right. So, yep. um, there are going to be a few people. I, Honestly, look, much as I love football, I wouldn't have been I would have been mad, but I would have gotten it over super quick if they right. had canceled the season. Right. They just said 2020 is not happening. The Chiefs are the reigning Super Bowl uh, for the victory for the next year. Right. So 2021, we come back. Let's try this again. There's probably going to be a vaccine by 2021 football. season. I mean, there's definitely going to be a vaccine by 2021 uh, hopefully, football yeah. season. But I think I think the NFL is making a mistake here. But. Here we are talking about it, acting uh, as if everything is fine.
0: Yes, because to put it bluntly, um, do I honestly 100 percent think the NFL season is going to happen? Probably not. not. I think in I, full capacity. I think it, I don't. I think they'll get started. Yeah, and you just have to think of the logistics of the NFL. There are 53 players on a team. There's coaching staff, training staff, all kinds of staff members that travel with the team. So you, you're seeing like probably close to like 100, 150 people that travel with a the team. They travel all over the United States. You're banking on every player, every coach, every training staff, everyone involved on the team and on the travel. Bus drivers. Bus drivers. Hotel workers. Everyone locking down for like upwards of 20, like almost half a year basically. That's yeah. what you're banking on. Yeah. And we're already seeing like with baseball, baseball did a truncated season. Um, and they restrict, they like change their, they actually change the whole schedule so that they're to make
2: many bubbles.
0: Teams only travel within like four States, like yeah. four adjacent States. And we're already seeing like team. <laughs> I think that just this morning, we're recording this. Um, uh, the Cincinnati Reds and the Pittsburgh pirates, they had to cancel their game today because the Reds uh, team, team members, uh, uh, tested positive for COVID, and they're and it, getting tested every. Few they're getting days, tested every week constantly, something like that. Um, as well as like the logistics of baseball are much smaller. Like there's only like I think bench players. It's close to like 19 players or something like that, and then very sh- smaller coaching staff, training staff, things like that. Um, whereas basketball, they did they basically canceled the season back in like February or March. Um, they did a small bubble with only like quote unquote playoff teams, and basically bubbled up for like a month or two and everything so far is going okay and fine in, 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 in basketball as well as hockey, hockey. They, they stopped the season. Um, they bubbled up in two areas. Um, I think one area in like Canada and one area somewhere in the States and they're doing playoff hockey at those two bubble sites. Yeah. So I, I just think logistically the NFL season might like likely will start, but it's not, I mean, I, 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 I foresee it and I predict it. It, if nothing changes, and the NFL is going out most of America is. is like, eh, we'll get through it. I'll, it uh, it's not going to happen.
2: As a, cl- as a quick closing statement, just because I want to talk football, I don't want to talk COVID, I think Roger Goodell, in his mind, thinks that before the season gets in full swing, they're going to have vaccines because right. he's heard some quote-unquote inside information from his corporate friends, which, by the way, if you see on Twitter or Instagram anybody saying, just look at what the big corporations do. <laughs> and then that's when your time, don't do that. Listen to doctors and scientists and people who are telling you things. We have a doctor tell on the show telling you to wear a mask. (laughs) Listen to him. Don't listen to Google's secret advisor that knows shit, right?
0: Who is in it for the bottom dollar, not in it for
2: and that's what I think Goodell is doing, is listening to that, being just thinking, Oh, we're gonna have a vaccine by September 1st or whatever. Which unlikely. So anyway, on to football on to football.
0: So usually we go uh, the AFC first, and we do the best to worst. Today we're flipping it. We're doing the NFC first, and then doing the the worst team to the best team because we want to end the show with the Kansas City Chiefs. Yeah, and we're gonna talk fast because I yeah because we we want to get to, to say. some stuff. Uh, so NFC West, uh, the worst team in that division was the Arizona Cardinals. They went five ten and one, and they missed the playoffs. Um, they are a thirteenth in offensive DVOA, which is that. Nerd stat for basically offensive uh, efficiency. They were 20th in passing offensive DVOA and second in rushing DVOA, which I thought was super interesting. Um, passing attack was not that good which of course they were had a rookie quarterback in Kyler Murray and a new head coach who instituted a whole new system
2: if only they had a number one wide receiver besides Fitzgerald because he's old what if they, I know gosh let's see uh, I, mean, I wonder I'm wondering think what they could happen. swing a deal to get
0: no I think the way the NFL is they, they couldn't they there's no way they could possibly no coach would give no up. coach yeah um and I, I usually don't highlight the discrepancy between the passing and the rushing DVOA, but unless it's like this like large, it's very strange, which is crazy because, yeah, but we'll get we'll probably get into that. They were 23rd in defensive DVO, DVOA, so they are pretty atrocious. Um, again, w- terrible passing and actually okay at rushing, like 12th in rushing. Um, they were 18th in sack sacks and then last place in, in, in interceptions. Um, last season. They had, uh, they're tied twelfth in strength of schedule for 2019, and this upcoming season they're tied for eighth in strength of schedule 2020.
2: So they're getting they're getting much harder opponents. Which they is, they are, which and, is fine because they're getting better.
0: And and I would say, uh, we can talk about this as we go on, but I think this NFC West is one of the best uh, divisions in football. Interesting. Um, because you have the Cardinals, who we'll talk about here in a second, but I, I agree with you, like they're just gonna get better.
2: Yeah.
0: Um, you also have the Rams, who are the Rams, they'll be competitive. Then you have the Seahawks and the 49ers, who we'll talk about later. Um, this this is gonna be a very competitive division, and I'm I'm pretty excited to see how it's gonna shake out.
2: Three of those fourteens are really good. Yeah,
0: exactly. Um, so before free agency as the season ended, they really needed a lot of line offensive line help. Kyler um, Murray was not helped at all by their offensive line which I think was the main reason he struggled um, I think Kyler Murray you watch his tape the kid is explosive he's very athletic he can move very well and he can throw a really good ball um, he reminds me of a very like a smaller Patrick Mahomes basically yeah uh, he he has a great, good. he has a great arm I think he'll be really good they just need offensive line help and wide receiver help He's the he also could be equated to the same size Russell Wilson. Yeah, basically, yeah. <laughs> he he comps very well to Russell Wilson. Um. So yeah. So they need offensive line help because uh, Kyler Murray was sacked forty eight times last season, which is insane. I won't say that's all the offensive
2: line. I think a no. lot of that was a rookie with legs trying to make plays happen.
0: He did. There was a lot of time that uh, Kyler, like, you watch his uh, uh, like tape and things like that. There are many times that he took really weird sacks when, like, he should have just thrown it away, but instead he like just took a sack.
2: And which most, a lot of rookies do that.
0: Which they do, and, and that could be cleaned up very easily at, as he gets more mature and like gets in the game and stuff like that. Um, basically, all they really have at wide receiver is Larry Fitzgerald. Like at the end of the last season, um, they have a couple of, like good young receivers: Andy Isabella and Christian Kirk. Um, but they need a big play wide out to really help them Ugh. grow this this team. What if they could get one through trade or I something? Know. Um as well as their linebacking core, uh, their 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 front line isn't the worst in the world. Uh, their secondary is is very okay. Um, but their defense as a whole is is a is a huge, <laughs> huge, terrible, like bad look on their whole team. Yeah. Um so they, they couldn't stop the pass, they couldn't stop the run. Um, they need linebacker help. Chandler Jones is probably the biggest linebacker they have, um, and he's
2: so good. And
0: he's very, very good. Um, Jordan Hicks, who they signed last offseason to a giant contract, he had a career high twenty-one missed tackles. So it's too many. It, it's that's way too many. Um, so I, I definitely think, yeah, going into the draft, going into the free agency, they need a lot of offensive help. Uh, they they could use a lot of defensive help. But but as we've talked about, as we'll highlight, as we kind of go through this stuff. Um, if you bolster and build your offense, that is what wins your championships. That's what makes you competitive. Your defense just needs to do a job and get you by, and and that'll be what you need. We saw we saw that
2: in the uh, 2018 Rams versus Chiefs. Yes, or well, 2019, was, whenever it that was
0: 2018. Was yeah, where it was just a blow. It was like 56-54, highest scored game. We just in, needed like, the ever. defense
2: to make a stop, and, that didn't and they could not <laughs> So that's why you don't you don't need the teams or the game's best defense. It helps, sure, but just get a. Middle of the road one, right,
0: and, and this is a and big dip. Patrick Mahomes, correct, and that's this is a big highlight in in what we'll talk about. I mean, here in all this stuff, because what I think makes the difference. Like you can compare teams all day long, but if you have a Patrick Mahomes type versus a hypothetically Jimmy Garoppolo type, who's gonna who are you gonna pick to win that game?
2: I couldn't tell you. I know man.
0: it's a tough one. I know. I know. I, I don't. Wish think I had there's something to go uh, on. There's no real world examples on that, but you take the better quarterback. The better quarterback is going to get you through time and time again, um, and I think Kyler Murray is going to be that guy one day. Um, so during free agency, mm-hmm. um, something happened. Yeah, um, I know we 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 like wax poetic and try to make chuckles about their off season plan, but they, well, they did not fleece. Bob o- Bill O'Brien fleeced himself in this trade. To the Arizona Cardinals. What, Bill? I know. Oh, oh, Bill O'Brien, who is crazy. They gave up basically peanuts to get DeAndre Hopkins from the Houston Texans. Yeah,
2: man. Uh, they're <laughs> one of their biggest offensive <laughs> besides line, but again, I don't think that was all on them. A lot of that was on Kyler. They addressed their and biggest in hole. Let me hole tell on you,
0: like you have Larry Fitzgerald and one of the best wide receivers in the game. Deandre Hopkins. And Larry's now. just going to teach Deandre more. That is insane. Yeah. So that, that automatically in my eyes elevates that offensive team a lot. Yeah. Um, they got rid of David Johnson who that was part of the trade who he was sure. not a good back. Kenyon Drake was someone they, um, got in the middle of the season and they tagged him for this season, which I think he's a way better running back and going to help them a lot. Um, Offensive tackle-wise, they did sign uh, Marcus Gilbert to a one-year deal uh, and some other things. But They also drafted one in the third round, an offensive tackle. Right.
2: But we'll Uh, get to that.
0: Right. We will get to that. So so big free agents, they kind of signed. I don't think they really signed major stuff. They did sign a couple of uh, offensive line help as well as a lot of... uh, linebacker help and defensive line help
2: well so I have uh, on my free agency segment really they didn't lose a whole lot nope they didn't gain a whole lot yeah. but the biggest one is Hopkins which, which is a the, sign of a good uh, a sign of a good team I, I mean at least a rebuilding team where you don't need to sign a lot of free right. agents people uh, and there could be big names that maybe you and I aren't aware of that the Arizona fan base would be aware right. of but their free agency was quote unquote quiet
0: it was, it was. It was very, it was very quiet. They picked up some guys they needed, but no, no, like big splash names other than Hopkins. Yeah, yeah. In the draft, uh, surprisingly, they didn't really, they didn't go for uh, offensive tackle in the first round because I think, I cannot for the life of me remember if the DeAndre, DeAndre Hopkins thing happened before the draft or after the draft, but, um, but I think they went with best player available. And so. I think they got the best player in the draft. Yeah. Isaiah Simmons. Yeah who is the
2: do-everything defender. And if your defense is that bad, as we've seen, <laughs> right. he's going to do nothing but elevate that defense, even if it's on pure skill until he gets you know, the, right. the, the little aspects of the game that you have to have as an all-around defender. Correct.
0: And Isaiah Simmons can do it all. He is incredible. Uh, they also, in the third round, looked into Josh Jones, who's an offensive tackle, who I think is also going to be pretty pretty good guy one day, um, as well as uh, they picked up a running back later on and then a couple of uh, defensive linemen. Um, their draft gate grade based on what I, what I'm seeing and stuff like that. They had a really good draft. Like we talked about, I mean, if you get Isaiah Simmons, <sighs> that automatically elevates you. And then you have Deandre Hopkins. That, that's pretty crazy too. Um, so for next season over, under over for sure. Oh yeah. There is no way this team is going to go five, 10 and one again. Um, I don't think they're quite going to get into like 10 plus wins territory, but I have them more like closer to 500. Um, they're definitely going to win games. I mean, again, they're, well, their strength schedule is pretty tough because just because by virtue of the team, the the, the division they're in. But I mean, Kyler Murray is going to get better. Their offense is going to get better and their defense is fingers crossed, just going to do their job and do something. Yeah. Um, but yeah, but I, I think they're gonna be closer to 500.
2: Yeah. I think that, I mean, I won't give a hard number because uh, unless we're ready for the hot takes, but I think, it might be.
0: I think that
2: the Arizona Cardinals, Going to make a run for the division. They they definitely could. Just the way things fall out. And again, I'm so sorry we won't get to see this whole story play out. Likely, but I think that they're going to make a run for it. I think they've added the pieces they needed. Uh, because again, you take away two of those sacks right. per game. It's a, it's a whole different ball game. He probably took a lot of those on third down.
0: I, I think you're right. Um, or
2: second down to make it third and forever.
0: And, just, and despite all that, like you look at Kyler Murray's numbers. His completion percentage was close to 65%, which is really good. He almost threw 3,800 yards. Um, he also threw for 20 touchdowns and then 12 interceptions. As, so, a,
2: as a rookie. As a rookie. With Larry Fitzgerald. And I do like Christian Kirk. I think he's going to be very good. Yes, I would a, agree a with you. A very good third. Uh, but now you have Larry Fitzgerald, who has continued to uh, make – make plays even right. he's like 35 36 he's 37 years old 37 <laughs> yeah. so he's gonna keep making plays just like he has and hopkins now you have him you got kyler murray who's a, right a full year of experience under his belt so in the
0: same system with the same coach I, I think yeah they're definitely gonna be way better
2: my hot take is they're gonna make a push for the division i think they could
0: um, I, I think um based on just how good kyler murray is i mean they they can easily uh step up in in, in win some games um, I think last year real fast, uh, based on that game log, uh, they, yeah, they won one against Seattle. Uh, they didn't win against, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I thought they would beat the 49ers, but they didn't, they lost both games to them, but they did play them almost like back to back and they, they played really competitive games against the 49ers. They lost 28, 25 and then 36, 26. So they played really competitive games against, uh, Against the 49ers. Yeah. Um, but I think, yeah, just by virtue of they they won one against Seattle. Uh, they played really competitive against a really good 49ers team. I think I would agree with you. I, I think this team could very easily make a push for um, the division. My hot take is I think Kyler Murray is in the running. I think he's going to win MVP. Oh. Yeah. I think he is. I mean, his rookie season, he he played really well. Again, he took some really dumb sacks, but... He kept this offense churning and going.
2: He's got the pieces. I
0: think he's got the pieces now. You you throw DeAndre Hopkins in the mix, and I think this kid is he's he's MVP caliber. I think. Um, I, I was kind of low on him coming out of college just because he he's very short. <laughs> like, I think on a good day he's maybe five foot four. Um, but I, I think just like how good his arm is, how mobile he is, I think he is he is prime. He's like what people in their heads think of Lamar Jackson. That's what Kyler Murray is. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so I think, I think Kyler Murray is going to have MVP season.
2: Nice. I like that. Yep. I like him.
0: I, I like Kyler, Kyler, Kyler. What's his name? Uh, Kyler. Ah, he's, <laughs> that's hard to pronounce. I'm... Kyler Murray. Um, so moving on, uh, the, the next worst team in the division was the LA Rams, uh, at Los Angeles Rams. They went nine and seven and missed the playoffs. Um, I don't like the I don't, I know. I, they're the team that, that it's just much like whenever we talked about the AFC South with like the Colts and all that, it's just such a, bo- like this team is like boring. <laughs> Let's step on the gas. You know what I mean? Let's. Uh, so yeah. So, so they <laughs> 17th at offensive DVOA, which is kind of surprising. Ninth in defensive DVOA, bolstered of course by Aaron Donald, Aaron Donald, who, um, they're fourth in sacks, uh, they had 50 fucking sacks. Like this team, was, dude, I mean, when you defensive have defensive team was nuts. When Aaron Donald gets through triple teams, correct. What do you do? Um, they were 12th in, in interceptions, uh, Last season they were tied for 27th in strength of schedule, so pretty easy season. Um, and then they were tied for 10th this year in 2020. So,
2: so they had an easy. Remember, because coming out right. of two seasons ago, everybody was like, "Well, they're the, they're one of the
0: front runners for the NFC right. representative," and they fucking sucked. Yeah, I I think because they went from playing in the Super Bowl and getting manhandled Jesus. by the by the Patriots um, to this season, which I, I think the big issue with this team was that. Uh, uh, their offensive line got worse. Yeah. Um, so because they, they didn't have, I think from 2018 to 2018, they didn't have much of a ton- turnover um, it, offensively. They, they had the same basic pieces. Um, I think it was a, a mixture of teams kind of figured out their scheme, which their scheme was like he, you have these Sean McVays, these Cliff Kingsbury's who were who the, uh Cardinals uh, head coach slash offensive coordinator who are very scheme based like they have schemes that can tear down defenses and that's what made the 2018 Rams so fucking good. Yeah. Um on top of I think Jared Goff, he's a fine quarterback. I don't think he's elite by any means, but he's a really he's a pretty solid quarterback. He's in that middle range between good and average. Correct. He can um, be good. He he is the type of guy that like if you put him in the system and tell him what to do, he can do it. He's really really he's he can he's fine in that. Yeah. He cannot play outside of that. He's not a game realm. manager. No, not at all. He's not the Tom, he's not Tom Brady, Patrick Mahomes type of, type of caliber. Um but Jared Goff, he did okay. Um definitely, definitely, definitely they need offensive line help. Um, yeah. um because they have their left tackle is he's gonna be 38 <laughs> this season. Um
2: so they'd probably spend a lot of draft picks. They had a lot of draft picks, so they'd they probably a spend a lot on offensive
0: line, right, Brendan? Uh you would think. Um I, fucking idiot. I know. <laughs> Um, but again, uh, they had Todd Gurley, Jared Goff. You would think talent-wise that'd be okay, but they need offensive line help. As well as they have Aaron Donald, who had 12.5 sacks last season. Dante Fowler was right behind him with 11.5 sacks. But as of like the end of the uh, offseason, Dante Fowler was going to be a free agent. Oh, they lost a lot of people. They lost a ton of people. So they, they're they going to need edge-rushing help because mm-hmm. Dante Fowler is, I think, out the door. Um, So yeah, this team is 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 interesting because they went from Super Bowl caliber team with a offensive attack that just was very, very good. And Aaron Donald. And Aaron fucking Donald Like it was it nuts. wasn't
2: like they were all offense. They had defense right. pieces. But then you go from from being a Super Bowl caliber, being in the Super Bowl, getting right. blown out. Not blown out, just manhandled. Right. And then
0: you go to third in your division the very next year. <laughs> right. So they lost Dante Fowler and Todd Gurley to the, to the Falcons, to the, to the Falcons yeah. which is crazy. They lo-
2: uh, if we're doing that, they lost Fowler, they lost Greg the Leg, which yep. is a very good kicker Greg and Deleg. saved a lot of people. You're correct. They <laughs> lost Todd Gurley, they lost Brandon Cooks, and they lost Roby Coleman, their which cornerback, which was a pretty solid anchor for their defense. Right. Um, the only one that they re-signed of note is Michael Brockers. Yeah, was I
0: was going to say, looking through their free agent list, it's kind of like... I mean, <laughs> they signed some defensive help, but not enough, I think, to shore them up. And that's another one. Uh, Clay Matthews, even though he's gone down in right. like his value, I still think he provided a lot of leadership did, for teams. He did, man. He was very much... He has not re-signed. No. So he, I think he's yeah still up in the air. Um, oh, I forgot Eric Weddle was on the Rams. Oh, Weddle, Weddle. Yeah. Um, Fuck Eric Weddle.
2: I'll say it to his face.
0: So, yeah. So as Brian said, Brian, Brandon Cooks was in that trade to the Texans. Um they signed a couple guys uh but good lord this this team going into the draft is is pretty crazy. But
2: like we said they're going to spend they had a lot of picks so they're probably going to spend a lot on
0: offensive line, right?
1: Well, right?
0: <laughs> well, right? Well, <laughs> in the first round, um they picked a running back? Well, second round, their first pick. They their first pick yep. of the draft. I'm sorry, yes. Was a running back named Cam Akers. Who? Um who in college, he had a lot of potential. I think he came out of high school. as like a four or five star recruit, but in college, he didn't really jump that. Like, he didn't, wasn't that high of a jumper. You know Pat Mahomes was a three star recruit coming yeah, into which college. Which is bananas to me. And so was Aaron Donald. I know, which is crazy. Um, but Florida, I will say this, this kid, Cam Akers, uh, his Florida, the Florida state offensive line was really shitty. was really bad. So maybe that has something to do with oh, it. Well,
2: then they'll just draft a bunch of offensive linemen. You now. would think
0: you would think that that would happen. Um, oh wait uh (laughs) what they picked up a wide receiver oh uh they picked up an edge rusher from alabama who i think is going to be pretty damn good okay um let's see uh didn't address offensive line until their very last pick huh yeah these fucking idiots man uh why
2: (laughs) why (laughs) i don't know it doesn't make a lot of sense so and again you know we're we used to, You and I used to be football coaches. We were in the NFL for we did. a brief we, yeah, period. We, we played a little bit, and then injuries kind of sidelined yeah, us. Yeah, our you know, knees. We let's, just, want, we don't want, let's not get into that. Yeah, yeah. so we know shit, and we know the weaknesses of each team. Hmm. And I
0: think their weaknesses is just going to get weaker. Like you said, their fucking it's left tackles. the not, oldest man on the field. They did not. This team is a prime example of they spent a lot earlier in the season. They signed... Off to a giant contract, which I think is 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 the albatross around their neck right now. Um, as well as their schedule's just gonna get harder this season. Yeah. So over under, I, I'm saying under, man. What I, were they again? Nine and seven. Yeah.
2: They're gonna be probably eight
0: and eight. With how competitive this 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 division is, and like I said, I think it's one of the best in the NFL. Arizona's gonna get better. I think saddles basically gonna be the same, and then is gonna still be competitive. This, this, they're, they're, yeah, they're going to be below, I I would say below 500. I think they were lucky to get to nine and seven. And with all the, they, they lost some big names on both sides of the ball. I think this team is, they're going to get worse.
2: Yeah, for sure. They're going to get worse. Uh, And they deserve it. (laughs) Sure. (laughs) I know we have a lot of, we probably have a lot of local listeners that maybe were St. Louis Rams fans, but uh, if you still follow yeah what Stan Krenke did to
0: this team was fucking atrocious.
2: So Again, I would like to another another open ballot. You are welcome on the Chiefs bandwagon. Yes,
0: because we're going to keep winning. We're we are. So you're welcome to join us. So you do you have them under as well. Oh, for sure. Yeah, I am taking the under on this team. Um, do you have a hot take for this team? No, I mean
2: yes. <laughs> Aaron Donald, I think will get twenty plus sacks.
0: I think he will be one of the th- one of if not the sack leader on the team or uh, in the in the NFL. Oh, see, on I'm sorry, the team for sure. Uh, I would agree with that because uh, they picked up the Alabama edge rusher, which I think is going to help him a lot. But again, losing Dante Fowler was kind of like, <laughs> is this kid going to comp to Dante yeah. Fowler? I don't know. Uh, my hot take is yeah, I, I think th- th- this team is going to be one of the worst in the NFL. Oh, I, 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 I do. I, I think, I mean, one, they have the hard knocks curse. So most teams that show up on hard knocks don't have a good follow-up season. Yeah. Uh, and as well as they just – there's such a weird team. Like they went from again 2018 season darlings with Sean McVay and this innovative, crazy, amazing system, going to the Super Bowl and getting just one of the most boring Super Bowls Dude. I think we've ever watched. You and I were
2: sitting in the dining room, just like talking, talking yeah, shit.
0: Like I think they only scored, they only kicked a field goal. I think in that in that in that uh, Super Bowl. So I think this team is primed to take a, a giant fall. Good um todd Gurley. as much as i like todd Gurley, his knees were you
2: called them crumpled up papers yeah at basically
0: one point. um they lost him so they lost todd Gurley. which which say what you will i mean he still had an okay season but now he is gone now you're just relying on jared goff and a sh- really bad offensive line and you, you lost brandon cooks like <laughs> what what else are you gonna do you know don't worry la you still have the chargers to root for. for good god so we'll talk about them here in a second but yeah, I hot take wise I think they're going to do much worse. This That's a fun hot take. Season. One of the worst teams in the NFL, I like. I it. think so. Um so moving on, uh we get to the Seattle Seahawks. Uh, they went 11 and 5 and ended up losing to uh, Green Bay in the divisional round. Um, this team is incredible. I love I think Russell Wilson is well one day when it, like next next week, next month we'll talk about quarterback rankings and stuff like that. He's criminally underrated. Criminally still, underrated. Still. I, I'm blown away by well, how his team treats him how everyone treats him i love russell wilson i think he is he on a
2: personal thing he is kind of strange
0: he's a he's weird a strange person. weird guy as cuz we know him we've
2: met we, well, we, we played, we, we talk russell quite a bit yeah um but russ no. we call
0: him oh russ um sur- surprisingly uh the seahawks were 5th in offensive offensive dvoa so incredible offense uh 18th in defensive of dvoa so they're 15th in uh, uh, uh uh, passing DVOA, which which again we talked about, that's not average; it's boarding around bad. Yeah. Um, and then 26th in rushing DVOA, which is really bad. Which is atrocious. Um, they're 30 for, 31st in sacks, so one of the worst teams in sacks. Even though they had guys like Clowney and other guys, other people like that. Clowney, yeah, yep, yep, they mm-hmm. did. And they were sixth in the interceptions, so kind of didn't didn't do so bad. Um, despite all that, last year they were 25th in 2019 uh, strength of schedule. So they had a pretty light schedule, even though they watching their games, it doesn't look that way because yeah. they played a little wire just about every game. Um, this upcoming season, they're tied uh, 13th for 2020. This team is crazy <laughs> because what, what we talk. we could, I, I could probably have a whole, we could probably have a whole podcast on just Russell Wilson and what he, what he does at the quarterback position. But this team, despite having one of the best uh, offensive Uh, units and offensive passing things, they still don't call on Russell Wilson to do what Russell Wilson can do a lot of the time. I was going to mention how I think it's coaching. It's great. I I I, I 100% think it is. It's coaching. And
2: I'm not talking shit on Pete Carroll. I mean, whoever. I know he is the coach, but I think their overall coaching is what drives them down the drain, like like, uh, the infamous uh, throw on the goal line against the Patriots in the Super Bowl (sighs) when you have Marshawn Lynch back there there who trucks people. They
0: had... And it was, like, second down, right? Or they third down? First, first and goal. first down? Well, they, well, they had first and goal at, like, the one-yard line. Yeah. And net, did not run the ball at all. Yeah. And, yeah, it was, like, I think it was first or second down that they decided to do a slant route and pass. and And that's when the interception came. And, again, look,
2: <sighs> Russell was still semi-young at that point. So, like, he's in the Super Bowl big game whatever it's i i would place the blame more on the I coaching would staff because i, I and think, it continues to follow that yes. trend
0: because i think this coaching staff is one of the the old guard in the whole you have to pound the rock you have to start like get the running game to start the game out and then you can switch to your passing game because blah blah, blah. which as we talked about that's bullshit whenever you have a team like whenever you have a quarterback like russell wilson and patrick mahomes of the world who can score in like thirty seconds to a minute. Yeah, just like, give it just to just fucking pass the ball. As well as their offensive line is has always been very bad. So Russell Wilson has had to make a make a lot of decisions on his own. Um so yeah, so even though they had uh clowny, uh Clowney was hurt for some of the season and also just never really elevated that position as much as he as he could have, you know what I mean? Has he ever? I don't think he has. Um, Like we said, um, they also had uh, one of the worst teams in the NFL with sacks. They only had 28 sacks last season, which is bananas. Um, As well as they need a lot of offensive line help. Like we've talked about that so many times, but they have guys on the offensive line I've never heard of. (laughs) Yeah,
2: but also they say that's a good thing. If you don't hear of an offensive lineman, if you don't hear his name. Well,
0: when there's this bad. Yeah. (laughs) Um, As well as, like we talked about, they need a lot of secondary help. So they're, they're terrible against the pass and the run. They're, they're bad all over the defense. So I would say they, they need to bolster pass rush in secondary. Um, Just because they, they don't have anyone of note to really talk
2: about. Can we real quick pause to talk about your incredible pun in the document?
0: What was my pun?
2: It says field gulls. Like the bird.
0: Oh, that that's the SB Nation. Oh, come uh, on. Yeah, I, I took a little blurb from like what they wanted bef- like in the draft and stuff like that. Well, it's funny. Field gulls. Because seahawks
2: are seabirds, gulls, true. field goals, which is the things that they kick in the... Correct.
0: Um, but they have a lot of cap space. They have a lot of draft uh, capital to make up for all these issues in like later on. Um, do you think they did in the draft? Well, in, in free agency specifically, they signed guys like Bruce Irvin. They signed a lot of veterans, which they signed Greg Olson too, who I thought was dead. I thought he'd retired. Yeah. I, yeah.
2: I Carlos Hyde, which I like him. I, I like
0: Carlos Hyde, but they signed a lot of older veterans who, yeah. who I don't, I don't necessarily think they're going to come in and do what they expect them to. You know what I mean? Because guys like Bruce Irvin, guys like Greg Olson have lost a step basically. And I just don't think they're just going to compete the way they, they need that. The, the way they need this this uh, team to be better. Yeah. Um, they also traded in, uh, for Quentin Dunbar, who is another, like, he's a nickel corner who, I just don't, again, I don't think they're making all the right moves in free agency Well, and as of the time of this recording, they still haven't signed Clowney. Right. Clowney is technically a free agent So right now. So it's kind of like. And they did lose George
2: Fant, who is one of my right. favorite tight ends. Mm-hmm. And he had a lot of promise if, if Russell Wilson was throwing to him. But, uh, right.
0: Oh, yeah. And they also retained Geno Smith. So, you great. know, they, they're good. really good backup-wise. Um, they also picked up Philip Dorsett from New, New England, who, like we talked about in that New England episode, Philip Dorsett, I don't think... He doesn't get it. Like, yeah, he he he's played for Andrew Luck and Tom Brady and was bad for both teams. Like I, I do not think he's going to come into this team and be, and be even better. The one
2: addition I can say that, or the one loss they have that I know for a fact, his name is DJ Fluker, oh, who's a God. guard, yeah. and they lost him. So your line gets even worse,
0: right? And they they did sign a couple of guys, but again, no one that's just going to come in and just really tear up this team. Yeah. Um. So after the draft, um. <laughs> uh they, again I, there was a joke i think i read that the seahawks have they've never traded up like in the draft and again despite all the the, the help they could get on offensive line and pass rush and things like that they didn't trade up at all <laughs> so yeah they, they had a very seahawks draft um in the first couple of rounds they picked up a, a linebacker uh a defensive end um and a guard, and, and a guard. So I will say they tried to address without losing too much. But they they did. But the guys they picked up didn't have a lot of buzz coming out of like they weren't like home run picks by any means. They they were picks for positions of need. Well, we won't know until like three years from That's now. That's true. But but I think kind of like we talked about with the lack of a really good uh, off season and preseason, these guys with with what little buzz they had coming out of college, not, I don't think they're going to impact the team. The way yeah. they need to. Yeah. Um, I would say in uh, late late rounds they picked up a, a edge rusher who I think is going to be okay, um, and then offensive line piece uh, in like the third round. <sighs> the Seahawks over under. What were they? Eleven and five. No, they made it all the way to the division round. Division s- round. I'll say, look, I'll, I'll go first. Mm-hmm. I'll
2: steal your thunder a little bit. I think, think they're going to be right around the same. It's going to be either. I mean, these three teams, uh, the Cardinals, the Seahawks, and the 49ers, to me, right now, before the season has started, are interchangeable for the division lead.
0: Yes, I would agree with you. Uh,
2: I want to root for the Cardinals just because they're a little bit of underdogs, and I like that. I also want to root for Russell Wilson because I like him a lot. I think their coaching is going to fuck them out of getting first place in the division again. I would would agree with that.
0: And and I think... Luckily we're not betting men. Oh. But if we I, I would I would totally agree with you. If we had to take the over under for this team, I I would take under. I would take under, but I don't but like they would be One ten, ten and six. Up. Yeah. Yeah. They they would not go that far under. I think their schedule's getting way harder though, right? Almost doubled as hard as yes, it was. It, it's tied for thirteenth. Um and it was twenty fifth. And it was twenty fifth. So pretty damn pretty damn easy schedule. That's why I think it's definitely gonna be under. I just don't know how many under. Right. It, it, just by virtue of having someone like Russell Wilson, I think they're gonna be Fine, despite Pete Carroll really trying to drag him down,
2: maybe he wanted to marry Aaliyah. What was her name? Uh, Ciara. Ciara. Yep. Aaliyah died. Shit. Yeah, she died. Hey, R.I.P. I don't know R and B names. (laughs) (laughs) Now let's move on. Do you have a hot take for this team? Um,
0: no. I would (laughs) agree with you because (laughs) other than oh, they're probably going to be a little bit worse. There's nothing that like like screams at me that. I do have one. Okay. Now that I'm thinking about it, because his name hasn't come up yet, but I really
2: like him and I know you're sort of like lukewarm on him. You're fine with him. DK Metcalf. Right. He is the one wide receiver I think in the past five, six years that the Seahawks have that could actually be a legitimate elite wide receiver. Right. If he gets better at his routes, which he even throughout the season, he showed he got better.
0: He he did. He he did get a lot better. Uh
2: so I think maybe, maybe my hot take is that DK Metcalf will become more of a household name uh, or an analyst name and people will know him and, and respect him a little bit more than they do.
0: Because despite my not being so high, just when we talk privately, correct. He did have 900 yards in the season. He played all 16 games as a rookie, as a rookie and he averaged 15 and a half yards per, uh, per catch. Um, He had seven touchdowns uh, as well as uh, he did. He did. Okay. I, I would agree with you. I, th- I like DK Metcalf, but I, I just think DK Metcalf is a big, tall, strong wide receiver who can run really well in a straight line as well. You know, some cut, like he just is not very mobile, I would say. Um, he doesn't have the quickness like Tyreek. He has. does not have a, the quickness as like, you think of Julio Jones, who is like the tall, strong receiver who yeah. can run routes and he's quick. This is That's not DK Metcalf. But I, I would agree with you. I think DK Metcalf is just going to get better. Especially just by virtue of having Russell Wilson throw to him. Yeah, he needs he's going to gonna get better. He's got to get better because he won't have Russell forever. Correct. Um, yeah, hot take-wise, I don't really have anything crazy with this team. I'm, I, I think there's going to be a fight for the worst team of the division. And I think Seattle might. I mean, really? Just by virtue of I don't know what the Rams are going to do this year. Um, and just by virtue of they have a tougher season. I think the Seahawks are, are primed for, for a weird season. Which, they always have weird seasons, but um, I, I, I would not be surprised that they were more under than we thought. Interesting.
2: So Now, moving on to uh, my least favorite team in the division, because the, they talked a lot of shit. The babies of the NFC West. And they they were acting like babies whenever they were ahead in the Super Bowl, as if we didn't have Patrick Mahomes on the sideline. Uh, I know. The 49ers.
0: The San Francisco 49ers. They went 13-3, and and... <laughs> Wouldn't you know it, they lost in the Super Bowl. Uh To who? To the Kansas City Chiefs. Yeah. Uh they were seventh in offensive DVOA, so they had a pretty g- good offense, and second in offensive DVOA, which is one of the best. Elite. Uh very good. They were sixth in sacks, I mean bolstered by phenomenal defensive line and defensive edge rushers, and 19th in interceptions, which is 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 okay. Their strength of schedule last year in 2019 was 11th, and this upcoming year it's 4th.
2: So a good team that played against other pretty good teams. Right. And now they're going to get much harder of a schedule.
0: Correct. Um, so the 49ers, they are a very good, good team. Okay. I think most of their eliteness, quote unquote, on offense is because of uh, Kyle Shanahan. So you,
2: So it's the opposite of the
0: Seahawks. Yes,
2: they coached their way to success
0: because, much like Brian alluded to, uh, this team was very cocky and for for good reason. This team was very good. They got second best tight end in the NFL. They did. They fucking smoked. Their defense was great. Green Bay, like twice. Yeah, (laughs) they 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 just annihilated Green Bay. Um, They had a very good offensive attack, phenomenal defensive attack. Um, I think, whenever. Brian and I had this conversation in we I think we had many conversations leading up to the to the to the Super Bowl. Yeah. Where I was fairly confident going in the Super Bowl because we had Patrick Mahomes. I want to pop that balloon a little bit of your optimism. I, I was pretty I was pretty positive. <laughs> maybe the day of, maybe not so positive. But no, I in my conversations with a lot of people who were like, oh, the San Francisco 49ers, they're just a juggernaut of a team. It's like, yeah, they're good, but like Again, like we talked about, whenever you break down each piece, like, yes, Seattle, uh, the 49ers have a really great pass rush. The Kansas City Chiefs, in the latter half of the season, had a really great pass rush. Um, they have a pretty good secondary, even though they have an aging cornerback, who we'll talk about here in a second. Um, uh, but then you, like, flip it, and it's like, well, all the pieces were pretty comparable or leaned a little bit towards the 49ers. But at the end of the day... Whenever you have Patrick Mahomes, who can lead the offense and score in 30 seconds to a minute, as he showed in both uh, big playoff uh, wins and then an even in the Super Bowl, at the end of the day, when it comes to what I like to call nut-cutting time, Ooh. Patrick Mahomes is, is going to be a better quarterback. So Jimmy G, who I like a lot, I think Jimmy G he's a good-looking guy. He can play the quarterback position, but he's much like um, the Jared Goff of the world. Who he, he he's he's not not a game manager, he's not the guy who can elevate the team and make them play better. He's the guy you plug in and go, Jimmy. Here's what we're running. Here's what you do. Do it. Here. Okay. You've been saying pieces a
2: lot, so I'm going to quote. I'm going to make. Did a, I say pieces? You said pieces a couple times. I don't know. I'm going to make a, a, a metaphor for chess. Right. You got all these pieces on the field. Right. Right. But then, what's the most powerful piece on the field? Your queen. <laughs> Right? right, so on one side you got Jimmy Garoppolo being your queen, yes, and on the other side you got Bobby Fisher playing <laughs> against you in chess, <laughs> and it doesn't matter what pieces you use because that's Patrick Mahomes. Correct,
0: a hundred percent. Um, so yeah, so off offseason needs, um, probably mainly secondary help because uh, I think other than Richard Sherman they had. Kind of just plug and play in at quarterback all last season and things like that. As well as safety wise, they had good safeties. Like uh Jimmy Ward was really great, but I he was gonna be an unrestricted free agent going into the offseason. Um as well as um they lost uh wide receiver. Um uh they lost who they lose Uh, big wide receiver, I think they lost. Emmanuel Sanders. Emmanuel Sanders. So
2: And they signed Travis Benjamin and Tavon Austin to try and offset that, which one of those has already taken the opt out for the season.
0: Correct. So, so yeah, so I think they already have a really good tight end. They have a great offensive line. Second best in the NFL. Second best in the NFL. Um, He can block, but by God, someone else is better. Um, And a really great offensive line. Um, Most of their success on offense, like we talked about, comes from the scheme, comes from just Kyle Shanahan. I, a hundred percent. Um, so, yeah, so I, so I think this team, really, they don't really need a lot of help in the draft or in, or in free agency other than just kind of picking just, oh, yeah, we need some secondary help. We need some wide receiver help.
2: Yeah, when you make it to the Super Bowl and you don't lose any of your big <laughs> names, you're
0: in pretty good shape. Right. Um, so, but however, they did trade DeForest Buckner to the Colts, uh, but that, that netted them a first round pick, which is probably going to be okay. Um, as well as signed, like Bragg, I said, uh, a couple of wide receivers. But, however, one of them has opted out already.
2: Travis Benjamin has opted out right. uh, for the season. And I think that was the one who was going to replace Emmanuel.
0: Right. Because uh, he was pretty good for the Chargers, but anyway. Correct. So, in the draft, even though they had that first-round pick, they didn't take a receiver quarterback, <laughs> much no. like we thought they would. Instead, they, they uh, drafted a defensive tackle.
2: What's that trend going around saying that defensive fronts are the new – quarterback of the nfl and you have to have a good defensive front to stop those quarterbacks
0: so let me let me let me put it let me po- poke that balloon like how like you said yeah um i would argue the 49ers last season had the best defensive front in the nfl well they yeah make defensive fronts great again with yeah. bosa yeah correct <laughs> and they lost the super bowl they did despite having the best defensive front in the
2: NFL. wait a minute wait a minute i think i get what you're getting at do you are you saying that defensive fronts are not as important as people are saying they are? I'm
0: saying they can beat bad teams. <gasps> Brendan. <laughs> they can stop a rush. Brendan. But whenever you have a quarterback who can put the team on his back and win the game. I don't know of any of those. Who Who are you talking about? We'll get to it. Uh, and later on in the second round, they did trade up for a, a wide receiver at Arizona State. Who they traded up for him? They did. Yeah. Wow. I, was, I think. Those in the first round, that they was, traded they, they into traded the up, first round. They traded up I, into okay. the first round, yes, and picked up this wide receiver who I think is actually be pretty good. Uh, and then late in the draft, I think in the seventh round, they didn't
2: draft it till the fifth round after that first, after that second first round. Oh, pick. that's right, yeah. yeah.
0: Uh, they picked up a tackle in that fifth round, as well as uh, another big tackle coming out of Washington. Um, but they didn't pick any say any quarterbacks, anyone like that. Yeah, well, you can still got
2: Richard Sherman. What do you need a cornerback for? You got the ageless wonder over there who <laughs> didn't get
0: burnt at all
2: during the Super Bowl. Uh,
0: yeah, we're pretty salty about all that. Um, so yeah, so over under for this team, they went thirteen and three. Fucking under they're, thirteen
2: and three is a one season type of deal.
0: That that is that that's
2: a. I don't even think that like I would say the Chiefs the would have if they went thirteen and three. I would say they're probably going to be under next season because that's fucking
0: hard to do to lose three games in the NFL again. And there's there, excuse me their schedule is getting harder for 2020. Yeah. Um, and like we talked about this, you have the Cardinals who are getting better. You have the Rams who can win a game. <laughs> then, Somewhere. You have, then you have Seattle who's always going to play the guys in their division really hard. Yeah. So yeah, I would agree. With you. I think they're going to be under. I don't think they're going to be crazy under much like we talked about the Seahawks. If I had to take one or the other gun to my head, I think they're going to be under, but I think they're going to be closer to 10 plus games like 11, 12 win season. That's what I'm saying.
2: Yeah, I mean, I'll go 10-6. If I was gun my head, take the gun from your head, put it on my head, 10-6. Now, my hot take is I think Kittle is going to stumble, and I think he's going to be um, a top 10 tight end still, but I think he's going to be worse than the second best tight end in the NFL. Yes, because— Because of Garoppolo, you, you see, if I'm being clear. I,
0: I, would, I would agree with you because, again, like we talked about— um Sean, Sean McVay is the perfect example within the, when the, within this division, yeah. he was the wonder kid of wonder kid of the NFL world. When he came out and had all these amazing schemes and he made Jared Goff look like a fucking, like the best quarterback in the NFL. Yeah. And then came crashing the, down to earth when, when one piece, like just one their offense, just when their offensive line just didn't play perfect. That, that great. Yeah. And as soon as that happened, they came tumbling down to a really hard season. And I think something like this with the 49ers, we could easily see that happening. Uh, they're going to play tougher teams. Um, they they traded away one of their big uh, offensive linemen and just kind of picked up guys in the draft like later on. I just don't, yeah, this team is, they're prime for for a big downfall. And I think for all the talk about Jimmy G being, because there's a lot of talk about Jimmy G being a great quarterback, I think he's going to look pretty, pretty pedestrian.
2: I thought he looked pedestrian last season, but.
0: He, he did. Uh, but. But, yeah, I, I think this team, their defense, 100% is going to get worse um, because they didn't pick up any quarterback cornerback help, any secondary help, um, as well as they got rid of DeForest Buckner and got a new guy who I think is going to be fine. But, I mean, you lose a piece like that. in An established piece. Established piece. So. <laughs> and I think it's going to get worse. I also think uh, the white supremacist, Bosa. Um, <laughs> he sucks. He sucks. He's good at football. Well, that's the thing is that there's that narrative going around. He was a rookie and he he played fine, but you like break down his stats, break down his film, and he was bolstered by a really the, the pieces around him, like DeForest Buckner. Yeah, correct. He's um, no Joey. He's he's not his brother, who we'll talk about in the next segment. Um, but um, Nick Bosa, I, I don't think he's 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 not the elite player that people think he is. No. Oh. And I think that's going to be really highlighted this upcoming season w- without having DeForest Buckner and some of these other pieces around him.
2: He's like that third Watt brother, who's the fullback. Yeah, the Watt, the Watt brother, t- the Watt boy. T- t- TJ? No, he's a good one. It's something else. He's on my list somewhere. Derek.
0: He's in next. He's in the next segment. He's in Derek Watt. It might be Derek. He's a fullback. So yeah, so so hot take for this team. I think their defense is going to come crashing down, and that's going to really highlight how average this team truly is. Hell yeah! So it's a hot take.
2: Well, you know, we got some some shit to say next segment, so stick around, enjoy this ad from our sponsor, Hope Clothing, and then uh, crack open a seltzer
0: and rejoin us. Amen, brother. Hey, Brian. Do you remember what happened in February? Oh, yeah. You and Molly got engaged. What? No, that was literally a year ago, last May. Dude, did you make shirts to commemorate what happened? Oh, yes. The shirts I made for... That event that
2: I remember. You know, the Chiefs won the Super Bowl? Oh, yes. You mean the red and yellow shirts supporting Greenworks KC. How could I forget? Okay, are we done with this bit? We definitely are. Use promo code DEBATE10 at HopeClothingKC.com for any purchase, including the red and yellow limited run Super Bowl t-shirts. All purchases benefit local Kansas City charities Rose Brooks and Greenworks KC, again, that's HopeClothingKC.com, promo code DEBATE10. Go fuck yourself, Las Vegas.
0: So, so I've been sucking on beaver anus? <laughs> and castor oil is not made from beaver anus. I'd like to start this
2: episode, because I think everyone needs to give a round of applause, Pause. to Brendan. Wait, what? Yeah. What's happening? You do a lot of hard work. You do a lot of research. You do a lot of stats. You write it all up. It's presented very well. And people don't get to see that because I'm busy interrupting it, talking about (laughs) beaver butts (laughs) and sucking down strawberry candies. So I you know, thank you. And I think people need to know. I I appreciate it. You You, do a lot of research and I'm just here to interrupt you with (laughs) stupid jokes. (laughs) You do a great job interrupting me with stupid jokes. I, you know, it's easy. It's much easier than getting everything in a presentable form <laughs> that would be acceptable as a work document. Right.
0: But, but no, that, that's, I mean, we both love the NFL a lot. We we constantly talk about NFL, and that's what this whole thing was born out of. Um, people so I, should listen to us talk more. I appreciate it, yeah. Um, maybe during the season we can, or what will be the season, we can come up with something. What yeah.
2: if we? What if we just do a weekly podcast, and instead, whenever people yeah. can't watch football... We just take them through what would be a 60-hour game of us talking right. about a game. Yeah, we just... <laughs> They'd be pretty great. So we're on to the AFC.
0: AFC West. The so West specifically, or the West, if you like to... Let's talk about the Los Angeles Chargers.
2: Yeah, let's get through fucking light speed on these dicks. They were
0: 5-11. and 11. They missed the playoffs. No shit. Um, they are 12th in offensive DVOA, which was kind of surprising to me. Ninth in passing and 24th in rushing. So, that, again, I, I don't usually highlight the, those two stats separately, but when there's such when a discrepancy, like yeah. that's insane to me. But it could be they were playing from behind all the time. <laughs> yeah, probably. Uh, they're 28th in sacks, so very bad. They're 24th at in interceptions, also very bad. Um, uh, they were tied for sixth uh, strength schedule in 2019 and upcoming this season, their 23rd uh, strength schedule. The Chargers are a really weird team because every goddamn year and it's already happened there's always this media logline of what team do you think is going to be the most competitive in the AFC West the Chargers every it, time man every year
2: and it's funny <laughs> I think it's funnier this year if you I haven't been keeping up with it but if you if you've been keeping up with it and you say it's still happening it's funnier to me this year because they don't have the guy that they would always lean on which is Philip Rivers no. and Despite how much people love that motherfucker, I again I hate him. I don't like I don't like Phillip Rivers. It's known. It no. is known. No. He's been in the league twenty-six years now. Eighty
0: your touchdown.
2: You know how many times he's taken he's been to the playoffs? Uh, out of twenty out of twenty six. Well, this will be his twenty six. I so know
0: he's never won a He has won a playoffs. He has
2: game. won a playoff. I think like but, Let's say, let's say. It's twenty five years. So how many how many seasons do you think he's been in the playoffs oh, in twenty five years?
0: Like maybe tw- two or three times. Surprisingly,
2: it's. F- Five. Oh, okay. He's made the playoffs five times. But- He's <laughs> four and four in the playoffs.
0: That's what I'm saying. In, in uh, 25 years. twenty In 25 years. And people want to talk about this fucking thing every year.
2: About well, f- whatever. Well, again, whatever. which we could talk about it's it. It's not a Philip Rivers podcast.
0: Y- especially last season. I, w- I would say, even last season, I would not say that they're the most competitive team in, in, in the AFC West because the Chiefs clearly are. But every year... Yes, they have good pieces. They you can you could pick out a piece and be like, yeah, that guy's good, that guy's good, that's good. Keenan Allen was the best one of the best wide right receivers in the uh, NFL. They fucking have one of the Bosa guys who they signed a huge contract. It's kind of dumb. They had Derwin James who had to put a nail in his foot because he couldn't <laughs> couldn't walk. Yeah. But like they, they I will say, I'm not I, I hate this. I don't want to defend the Chargers at all. But yes, last season they were one of the most injured teams in the NFL. Sure. I think they could be competitive, but they're not going to be the most competitive team in the AFC West. No, it's between them and the Broncos for last place. Sometimes the Raiders join in. <laughs> Correct. But but <laughs> Despite having a, a fairly average to easy season, they still went 5 and 11. 5 and 11. And Despite last season there were people in high levels of the media, NFL Network, ESPN, who said this team was a Super Bowl favorite. And they're doing it again. And they're already doing it. Despite not having a quarterback, which we'll talk about in a second. But anyway, here we are. Here we are. On a calm podcast of our least favorite teams. So going into this offseason, they need a quarterback. Because our boy, Phillip Rivers, laser face Phillip Rivers, he's left. He's gone to Greener Pastures and (laughs) to the Colts. Yeah. You don't play the Chiefs twice a year. He said, God damn it. I'm sick of of losing and uh, going somewhere else. Uh, I will say, real quick plug, SB Nation has a YouTube channel, which is phenomenal. Uh, They do this weird, funny breakdown of like weird stats in the NFL and weird stories in the NFL. They have a really good one of like the 2013... I, I can't remember what season it was for the Chargers, but basically talked about how there was one season for the Chargers that they literally had the best offense, best defense in the NFL. And it was like, why didn't they win the Super Bowl? It was because their special teams were so atrocious wow, that they really? literally they they lost all the games they lost in the regular season was by like a a field goal, wow. And so it was like this crazy stat where they didn't lose any game by more than a touchdown, and it was because of their super uh, their special teams being so bad. And that was the season they probably likely could have won the Super Bowl, but that was years and years ago. So plug that real fast. Go go search like SB Nation, like Chargers or something like that, and go watch that because it, it's a, it's such fascinating viewing, but. But yeah, so Philip Rivers is gone. They're now rolling with Tyrod Taylor, who That's why
2: well, I don't know why I thought it was Bridgewater. It's Tyrod. No, te- Teddy Teddy's uh, Panthers.
0: We don't have to Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's gonna,
2: over. I I again, cuz I think we've had this discussion on air. Yeah. I like Tyrod. He was good for the Bills without a lot of pieces around him, and right. now he's got one of the best wide receivers in the NFL, so I'm interested <laughs> to see what he
0: does. But and, and and again, this conversation we've had, Tyrod is older. Um I don't think he's going to do what 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 people <laughs> make them competitive enough to go zero bowl, but I I, I do like Tyrod Taylor a lot. Um. So, <laughs> they also need offensive line help because their offensive line was really atrocious. Um. They, uh, this is a conversation Brian and I have had many times where I I don't like to defend Philip Rivers because but on every the field conversation you fucking I, I, do it because because we we talked about this in the Colts. I would argue the biggest problem the Chargers had offensively was that they had a very poor running game because of their offensive line, which in turn rolled into Philip Rivers had to try in his mind, had to do too much. Wasn't Melvin Gordon, uh, uh, almost led the league one year though. He did. I, I'm, I'm talking specifically just last. Oh, season, okay. Okay. Last okay. season. Um, and that's why I think I, 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 do like Philip Rivers going to the Colts more so I think than Braga does. Um, because I think last season they were hampered so much by their offensive line just being so bad and their running game ergo being bad because of their offensive line. Um that that uh Phillip Rivers had to do way too much. And you saw that in late game decisions and even in-game decisions that were just like, what is he doing? <laughs> he he is throwing so many interceptions. I, I think that's that's very poor play on his part, which I, I I don't I'm I'm not saying in in Indianapolis, Phillip Rivers is gonna be the best of the best. I'm just saying I think a like 45% of the problem was offensive line. Um, So I think going into the season, they need a lot of of offensive line help as well as like secondary Um, because they finished last in the league in (laughs) opponents completion percentage. They allowed like a positive reception on over 70% of passes. That's too many. That's, (laughs) that's insane. Basically, they're just all playing off. They were playing prevent they, the entire well, time. I, I think they're playing that way. And as well as like their Dur- guys like Derwin James was hurt most of the season. They, they just they just were so hampered by just injuries and just poor play. And Phil Burr's throwing motion. Correct. And his weird T-Rex <laughs> arm that that other than like Casey Hayward, that's that's all they have. Yeah. Like and, and then a hurt Derwin James who it's like, could he be healthy? He's never been healthy. <laughs> So
2: Dur- Durwin is he going to be healthy? Ah.
0: Yeah, so they they went into the draft at the uh, like sixth pick sixth pick of the draft. Um a lot of people think they took quarterback, but I I, I was thinking maybe they'd stay in pad with Tyra Taylor. Um You were wrong. I was wrong because I I I just feel like if you draft a quarterback, especially who they drafted, which I think is going to be okay, Justin Herbert, which I, I don't think his his tape looks very good. His coming His name's out of college. Justin Herbert. That's we'll, all you need to know. We'll talk about Dustin here in a second. <laughs> um, I just think that if you're in, hey, we, this kid is going to have to sit for a year or two. Yeah. Like what? What? <laughs> you need pieces. You need like if you're going to bolster that help, other than Keenan Allen, it's like we need some help. We need some people. Um,
2: well, I wish I could say they did it because they're in like rebuilding, but none yeah. of their free agency makes sense, if they're if that's the case. That, it's
0: true. I, Not a lot of their draft I,
2: makes sense. I, I don't, mean, I guess it kind of does.
0: It, it, it kind of does, but like they had Keenan Allen. They had, um, uh, excuse me, this damn burp, I tell you what. Uh, they had, gosh darn it, who are you picking? Uh, they had Mike Williams, I think. Who was, who was their second? Yes. Well, yeah, Mike Williams. Who had over a thousand yards, uh, and then their third uh, receiving uh, guy was Austin Eckler, who had yeah. 993 yards. I loved Austin Eckler I throughout like, the season. I love Austin Eckler too. Um, but yeah, other than Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, who were both phenomenal wide receivers, and they both stayed, right? They both stayed. Yeah, it's like who do you have? Like you need more passing pieces other than other than your running back. <laughs> yeah, but I think I think.
2: If they've been doing it, and they've been doing it with Phillip Rivers, they're going to try to keep doing it. Now they have a mobile quarterback, which adds another.
0: I would agree with you, and I think it's not going to be as big of a drop-off as we're hoping it's going to be. Well, because they're the most competitive team in the AFC West. That's true. They're, they're going to go through, Bowl Baby. Yeah. Uh, bowl Baby! So, in the draft, they did, with the number six pick, they picked Justin Herbert out of Oregon. Who is, out of all the quarterbacks you could have picked... Before or after Justin Herbert, I I would say he's pretty low on my list. Yeah, he's a tall, big arm quarterback who makes bad decisions. Didn't Jordan Love go after him. Yeah, went way, way after the him. The Packers,
2: right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he's better than Justin Herbert. Correct.
0: And so that's why I I don't I don't really know Justin Herbert is going to be fine in a, in a couple years, but he's not going to be the guy. He's not going to be that guy. You watch his tape coming out of Oregon, and it's just like. Boneheaded decision after boneheaded decision. He doesn't see the field well; uh, his vision is very poor. Um, so, for the, the the Chargers to pick this in in number at number six, it's bananas to me. You know what I think it is because we've seen this kind of pick. What? what do you think it is? Over and over. Yeah.
2: And I don't think it started until well. I mean, you get guys that you think are going to be elite and then they're not like that. Who was that Raiders quarterback who didn't even study tape? Jamarcus, Jamarcus Russell, yeah, coming out of coming out of college, people thought he was going to be great, right? So what ruined it for all of these actual elite quarterbacks was Joe Flacco winning the Super Bowl. Yes, because now you got all these coaches thinking, well, I just need someone
0: like Joe Flacco. I just need, and if I build a team around him, I can win a Super Bowl. A guy with a big arm who can run my plan. No, So so you can blame, if
2: you're a fan of one of these teams that gets one of these mediocre quarterbacks for the next five years, right. you can blame Joe Flacco.
0: Right. And and that that's a narrative that I love a lot, because if you go back and look at those type of quarterbacks, like the Trent Dilfers of the world who won a goddamn Super Bowl. There's always one, like every eight years. Every every years, who are bolstered by a phenomenal defense and the right matchup. Yeah. Um, a lot of luck in those seasons. A lot of luck in those seasons, because... That Ravens team that Brian's talking about when Flacco went to the Super Bowl and, and they won they had a, a really solid defense yeah and then they they had a really good matchup against the 49ers who had Colin Kaepernick at the time um who played really well That's and, like when it, the it, lights went out and that's isn't when it? the lights went out yeah. and I think that that again that luck I think played more to the right because like the the 49ers were on a really great offensive like movement yeah when that happened then the lights went out and that gave plenty of time for the for the defense to go Hey, we have 30 extra minutes to prepare. Let, let's prepare the fuck out of this yeah, game. Yeah, don't
2: get me started about the conspiracies
0: right. going uh, around that. So, yeah. So, in the draft, they picked uh, uh, Justin Herbert first, which I don't really like. But later on, they they traded up back into the first round and landed Kenneth Murray out of Oklahoma. Very good linebacker. Who I love, Kenneth Murray. Kenneth Murray and uh, the other guy that the Ravens picked up, who I, I loved a lot. Um, Kenneth Murray was someone that I hope the Chiefs could get because... the. As we'll talk about later on, I think the Chiefs needed linebacker help, um, which they they did get. Um, but I think Kenneth Murray, he's going to be a guy you plug right into the system, and I think he's going to make a big big change to like their defense. Um, they they picked up a running back uh, later on, as well as a slot receiver who I think is going to be okay. Um, but they completely ignored the offensive line throughout the draft.
2: Yeah, well, you don't need to. You've been ignoring quarterback for fucking twenty five years, so why
0: not ignore the line for for the That's next ten? Exactly right. Um. So yeah. So I, I can't not. I, I I can't remember in free agency. So did they? I'm oh, sorry, real fast. Did they pick up? Any major... Oh, they picked up Brian Bulaga from Green Bay. From
2: Green Bay. That's their biggest get. That's right. They Uh, also uh, picked up Chris Harris from Denver. From
0: Denver, who is... Both of those guys are in their 30s. Yeah, Chris uh, Harris
2: dropped off much more than Bulaga. They lost, obviously, Philip Rivers, we've been talking about. They've lost Melvin Gordon, who I think is big. But Austin Eckler has filled those shoes, I think, more than anybody could have
0: I would say I, I would say of the, uh, the, who you're losing there, Austin Eckler is the better get. Probably, yep.
2: yes. Uh, they lost Travis Benjamin, which we talked about for the 49ers. And then they lost, here he is, Derek Watt, the fullback brother of the uh, Watt the brothers. The Watt boy, yeah. Derek yeah. Watt. So which, uh, he's a good blocker. He's I think a great that's blocker, biggest... but I, I
0: think coming into the season with a more mobile quarterback, that's not going to help you. So, so so, that I think that's, that's okay. Um, over under for the, uh, five and 11 chargers under, (laughs) (laughs) under, (laughs)
2: they're going through a whole quarterback change. They're going through some shit. I think they're going to be under.
0: Yeah. I, I would totally agree with you because one, as we've talked about, like with the whole, uh, crazy season we're having, um, uh, with with lack of offseason, lack of like adjustments and things like that like this is going to hurt them a lot and as much as we like Tyrod Taylor I do not foresee them being a team that's going to be extremely competitive um so I would agree I I would think that uh uh so yeah I I definitely think that they're going to be under I, I think despite everyone saying Just, I, well look, they might not be under, they might be five and eleven again. Correct. They <laughs> they might be right there, but I, I don't think they're gonna be over by any stretch of the imagination. They're not gonna be that competitive. Um I, I have this thing that I want to highlight real fast. ESPN has a record prediction. They have Chargers going ten and six. That's insane. There's no way they're gonna go ten and six That's with this offseason a new 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 quarterback. No nope, They have no to way. play the AFC West twice. Uh, do you have a hot take real fast?
2: oh my god hot take i think i uh uh nope i i I don't i don't know because none of them stand out again we've talked about keenan nope. allen multiple times and he's great he is great he i don't great. think austin eckler going to run
0: going to get a league rushing no record um you know so i don't No, i don't know i hate the chargers so i don't I, I don't have a hot take either and i know this is my homer our homers talking it right is now, get used to it but i i, I a hot take for the Chargers—they're just not going to be a Super Bowl champ. <laughs> like yeah. they're not going to be a playoff caliber team. Like there's no fucking way they are. Yeah, it's not going to happen. So now we're moving on to the Denver Broncos. God, I really—you <laughs> know—I don't know what it is. I know oh, that. I, I'm sorry. No, they—the the Oakland Raiders. Ah, oh, phew. They, I they, could they, say this. They both went seven to nine, but by virtue of the 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 tiebreaker, the Raiders were worse.
2: You know, what's funny is I could say the same exact statement I was going <laughs> to
0: say. <laughs> And it's, I learned how to hate these teams from my father. Well, well, sure. Um, we don't did, we don't want to talk about him. No, No I'm kidding. I I, look, there's a lot of jokes we, we tell on this podcast. We're joke, joke, fart, fart. And I I love your dad. Gary Lay is a a great, wonderful man. But
2: what are you going to say?
0: There's no buts to that. (laughs) I'm, I'm, you know, we're talking about football and Gary is a great guy. Uh, but yeah, so we're going to move on to the now Las Vegas Raiders, which I think is uh, insane and dumb. They went seven to nine and almost made the playoffs by virtue of like the the final two weeks of the season was crazy because it was that whole like, Oh, these teams have to lose. These teams have to win. And like in week 15 or week seven, whatever it was like the second, the last week of the season, everything happened the way it needed to. Yeah. So they were going into the final week of the season. Like, Oh, they, the Raiders could easily make the playoffs. Yeah. Not easily. They didn't make the playoffs. Um, so, They were ninth offensive DVOA, which is not bad at all. Actually, pretty good. Thirty-first defensive DVOA. Oh boy! Only Miami was worse.
2: I'll say their star safety, that rookie, got hurt. Abrams, Jonathan Abrams. Yeah, Jonathan Abrams. Thank you. And he, uh, I think he was a bigger part of that defense, uh, at least would have been moving forward. But he got hurt pretty
0: early on, like the second, third game of the season. And he is a big, hard-hitting. I liked him a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Um. They were 25th in sacks, which is atrocious. They were 29th in, in interceptions, which is also very bad. I will say, the only positive thing I think I'll say about the Raiders right this second is they had the first ranked strength of schedule in 2019. They, they had the, the hardest the schedule? The hardest schedule in 2019.
2: Well, with their talent, you can see why they went 7-9. and nine. Right.
0: So next season, they have 21st in what? 2020. So they have a way easier season. Oh, they're still going to win seven games. Right. <laughs> Um, yeah, so <laughs> the Raiders who I would say other than the Chargers and the, the main reason I hate the Chargers or I think we would hate the Chargers is because every goddamn year there is that talk of like the Chargers are contenders, right? The Raiders I hate and I think you hate them as well it's because they're the goddamn Raiders. They're the so dirty, boneheaded man. and stupid and dirty that this is the team that we, a while ago we, we taught we had the Richie Incognito talk. This is the team that signed Richie Incognito. Yes,
2: go listen. That was our first. That was our first and, <laughs> and another, another talk. talk. Uh, go listen to that. It's a fascinating series done by Brennan. Again, great research on that.
0: So go listen to as that. As well as Vita- uh, Vontaze Burfict. Va- I think it's Vontaze Burfict. Vontaze Burfict, who was suspended basically for life. He <laughs>
2: fucking sucks.
0: Burfict is one of the easily one of the dirtiest players in the NFL. A lot of cheap shots. And Do you in remember? in during this season, because of a cheap shot. The NFL said, no, fuck you. You're suspended for the rest of the season. Yeah.
2: Do you remember whenever uh, he <laughs> fucking laid out Antonio Brown? That game is insane. I think that's when he started going crazy. Well, Antonio that was
0: – Well, since then. But, but yes. That's what I mean. That's he, like his- That was like a repercussion thing because he laid out uh, Antonio Brown – and then I think Juju Juju fucking, fucking destroyed laid it, laid him out. No, no, but I mean that that game was
2: crazy. Antonio Brown started going crazy after that hit. Well, I think started. I think he <laughs> was on got a deeper. Slippery,
0: it was a slippery slope. It he slipped far. Imagine you're playing Fall Guys and you're you're tumbling down the the slope, and that that was Antonio just Brown. Keep going, and then some guy grabs you and throws you further. Yeah, that, that that's what Antonio Brown. Um, but yeah, so the Raiders who moved to Las Vegas and I, which I think is a dumb, crazy decision, simply for betting, he wants to get richer. Fuck him. Basically, which What's is... What's his name? Al? Uh, the Davis. Yeah. Al Davis. Mark Davis. Mark. Oh, it is dumb Mark. At Al was his dad. Dude, who was a cretin of a man.
2: Yeah, well, look at Mark Davis's haircut.
0: That's true. Um, yeah, the main reason they moved to Vegas was because the NFL wants to get heavier into betting. And basically, they moved to Vegas, which... you look at boxing and how much money they make. Correct. So basically, the main reason they moved to Vegas because of that shit... Um, free agency wise going into off season. I mean, they need wide receiver help. I think the biggest, uh, name on their receiving core was Darren Waller, a tight end. Super good. Yeah. Darren Waller was phenomenal. Uh, I, I like Darren Waller a lot. Um, as well as, uh, gosh darn. I can't name a wide receiver on the Raiders. They had the guy who was hurt. Amari Cooper hurt. Well, they traded Amari Cooper to the tech, to the Cowboys last season. Oh
2: yeah. Duh. That's yep. yeah. That's, So I don't know a wide receiver. Didn't they have Brown for a while?
0: Uh, No, they had Antonio Brown for like the first game of the season. Yeah. And I don't think even, I think he didn't, I think he was traded to the (laughs) Patriots before that happened. (laughs) Um, But the Raiders, um, what's his name? Williams. Uh, Gosh, darn it. This is great. Tyrell Williams. Um, Sure. I think that's who it was. Um, Who only, who was hurt most of the season. They had Hunter Renfro, who was their slot guy. Oh my God who he only had 600 yards
2: if you've watched hard knocks
0: yeah you know this shit um but but basically their their big offensive thrust was josh jacobs rookie josh jacobs yeah who, man um rushed for over a thousand yards um him and darren waller are the only good things on the, about the right so basically going into the offseason they need wide receiver help um linebacker help is easily like the, the i would say if you look at the pieces they have i mean they have uh Max Crosby they have uh the big uh pick they they picked up um gosh darn uh Cleveland Farrell thank you uh yes. they had that guy um linebacker wise other than Burfict they it's a black hole eh, yeah ah. of that uh and then safety wise or I'm sorry secondary wise they're going to get better because they're getting Abrams back they have they have an okay secondary they did lose Carl Joseph they did lose Carl Joseph uh so yeah so linebacker help they need def- defensive end help because even though Clayton Farrell and Max Crosby are good. I don't think they're like they're rookies. They're young guys. Yeah. They're not going to be the guys that, that really bolster this team and carry their defense as much as they should. Um, Hopefully. I mean, they could take steps forward. Right. So, so I will say their offensive line is incredible. That's why Josh Jacobs is so good. That's why Derek, uh, Derek Carr is Derek Carr, Derek Carr, which we can have probably a, a whole podcast about. Is he the guy or not? Because I mean,
2: I think Gruden has his own podcast Gruden about is he the guy or not.
0: Constant talks about this because okay, so in free agency, they signed Marcus Mariota to yeah. a, to a pretty good sized contract. Oh, yeah, why I, wouldn't you? Because I, I, I'm just I'm not convinced. I'm never convinced that they think he is the guy.
2: What if John Gruden is a weird genius and he is doesn't care about money? Stop. Because it's Mark Stop Davis's it. money. My- sure. <laughs> so he just signs these quarterbacks because they had they had what's-his-ass from the uh, <laughs> the last time. Remember uh, Glennon? They had
0: Mike Glennon and Nathan Peterman who got hurt.
2: And Gruden was like, I love Peterman. Oh, man, he's going to be good, man. Hey, man, he's going to be good. Good. Peterman's good. I like him in competition. Same thing with Same Mariota. Thing. What um, if he thinks that by signing these dudes to deals that he's going to get more fire out of Derek Carr?
0: See... Th- this is my issue with that line of thinking because so many people think Gruden is playing chess while you are playing checkers. I don't... Gruden's not that smart. What a dumb... That's a different game, dum-dums. No, no <laughs> He is not that smart. And I would highly encourage you right this second to to go to... Type in your browser, isgrudengoneyet.com. And that will tell you all you need to know about John Gruden is massive $100 million 10-year contract with the Raiders. Um, I, I don't... I, <sighs> Derek Carr is a fine quarterback. So let's start there. Derek Carr is a fine quarterback, and it it actually counts down like (laughs) all the dollars and cents. Um, But he's a different guy. After he broke his leg in the playoffs, like in 2016 or something like that, he's a way different quarterback. Um, He doesn't throw as far as he usually does. He gets rid of the ball very quickly, which can be a good, bad thing. Um, Carr is a different quarterback. If you look back at Gruden's coaching career, he had the one... (laughs) The main reason with the with the Tampa Bay uh, Buccaneers, he won the Super Bowl against the Raiders. Mike Alstott is because he knew the Raiders didn't change their system, so oh, he yeah, knew no. everything about like what they were the offensive like system they were going to run, the defensive system they were going to run. So that's why he won with the Bucs.
2: I thought it was the big ass running back, and there.
0: then he inherited that. Like he was fired from the Raiders originally because they were he didn't do anything with that team. Went to the Bucs, won a Super Bowl in his like first year because. They had a really stellar defense and a pretty average quarterback. And then in the Super Bowl, they knew exactly what the Raiders were going to run because the the Raiders coach who took over for Gruden was a Gruden guy and didn't change the offense at all. Yeah. And then look at what happened after that year, and they were terrible. <laughs> so I, I do not think Gruden, that's thinking too smart <laughs> in a way. I don't think that. I, I just know there that's are some the people scenario. who do think that. Um, in, in all honesty, and to be totally candid, I 100% don't think Gruden thinks Carr is the guy, and he brings Marcus Mariota in because we'll get to mm-hmm. a ah, hot take here in a second. Um, So yeah, so they need a lot of help at wide receiver, at in safety, et cetera, and in linebacker in court. Um, So in free agency, they signed Jason Witten. Yeah, yeah, you know, young Jason Witten, the rook <laughs> who, who retired and came back to the Cowboys and didn't play that well. So it, yeah, um, they they signed uh, linebackers Corey Littleton and Nick Kowalski, sure, um, who I think linebacking core wise that that's going to help them quite a bit. Um, they also signed Prince Amukamara, who oh, yeah. has under delivered but has is still an a name, and, and he's he's older, so he's a little bit older, a little bit older. Um, and wide receiver wise, they did sign, uh, Nelson Algalor. Um, but, but I just don't think he's going to be that number one guy that they need. I yeah. still think Darren Waller is going to lead this team in receptions and yards. Yeah. Just by virtue of who you have at quarterback in the off- offensive system. Um, they have a young guy. I, uh, they didn't get to, I, I know there's, there's a whole thing where they're going to try to sign Eli Apple and that totally <laughs> fell through. Um, as well as like brag, I said, they, they did sign Carl Joseph, which I think is going to be on the opposite side of like guys like Jonathan Abram. I think it's going to be a really good safety help. Yeah. Um, so going into the draft, they did something interesting, which I think they did. They did continue. They had a couple interesting draft picks in the first round. They picked up the fastest receiver in the draft. Henry Ruggs III third from Alabama who I think again, a very fast running, uh, wide receiver, but not a great route runner. So if you're looking at Derek Carr in the system to like really elevate it, Henry Ugg is not the answer as well as, uh, they picked up, uh, who, Oh shit. They picked up that safety. Devin Arnett, Damon Arnett, Damon Arnett. Arnett. Well, he's listed Uh, as a cornerback. I'm at secondary. Yes. Damon Arnett, who I know that a lot of Raiders, reporters and things like that were very high on you almost said fans and that's not correct that's not that's because i don't think fans really like this guy their reporters don't even like no one really like this guy um damon arnett is a very interesting pick because he had a really great uh good senior year but all his everything from like his whole college career was not not that good he's quick but he can't play the position very well so i i think that's a really interesting pick here so the next
2: two picks were wide receivers yes i know that's a position of need But it follows a trend in the AFC West that we're going to see with the Broncos as well, which is...
0: We have to get faster.
2: Because you know you can't stop Mahomes. Correct. So all you can try to do is keep up with him
0: on the offensive side. Which, again, like we talked about in the NFC West, if you don't have the quarterback to do that, it's not going to (laughs) happen. It's not going (laughs) to happen. So, yeah. So they did pick up quite a few wide receivers, um, as well as uh, they reached... In my opinion in the 4th round for uh, a cornerback in meek Robertson from Louisiana Tech. Um but they did not draft um a, a safety. Um but they did draft a uh, a Clemson uh, linebacker who's going to be a major project. Um, and he's
2: listed as a safety, which is crap. I think is funny.
0: He's one of those like hybrid he's like the Eric Berry kind yeah, of yeah. like class and where he's like a hybrid safety linebacker. Um over under for the Raiders 7 and 9 over under this season. Same. Yeah, they're going to be seven and nine again. <laughs> uh, this team is a hundred percent. I I would not be surprised if they went below five hundred again. There's no way they're going under. They're not. They're not going to win more than uh, I mean over. I'm sorry. They're not, they're they're not going to be over. They're not going to win more than five hundred. Yeah. They're going to be right at seven and nine. Maybe six and six and ten.
2: I can give you that. Yep. I mean, yeah. Fuck them.
0: <laughs> fuck the Raiders. A lot of people who aren't even in the AFC West say fuck the raiders. Fuck the raiders. Uh, because one. I think they have a young a lot of young guys on the team, which I think is is a good thing. Because again, you build that chemistry, you you build that team together, and I think that's fine. That's Gruden's whole selling point. I'm here for the next 10 years. He's in year to three? build a totally new system. Yeah. He's
2: gonna build a new So by they're gonna by the time he hits year seven, they're gonna have success. That's his selling point for him not getting his contract terminated. Right. just give me till year seven and we'll make the playoffs. But okay. You sure. look at their quarterback and who their quarterback is. He's gonna be gone. It's He'll be gone happen. in
0: two years. My hot take is Marcus Mariota is gonna start sometime this season. Holy shit! A hundred percent. There's no ifs ands and buts about it. Like, That's my hot take too. <laughs> you don't pay him that much money. You, to they go paid not Mar- start. Marcus Mariota like seven point five million dollars, and it's much like Big Dick Nick in uh, in at for the Bears. You don't pay Nick Foles that much money and that big of yeah. a contract, multiple years, to to trot out, fucking. Um, the I don't, the guy that guy we, we all know the Go Bears. Listen to the episode, Mitch Trubisky. You don't try to Mitch yeah. Trubisky if you're going to pay Nick Foles that much money, much like this season or the, this team. Uh, Derek Carr has a very big contract, but you do not pay Marcus Mariota that much money.
2: Unless your name's Chase Daniel, you're not getting paid right. multiple years to be a backup. And I will
0: say, already in this off season, Gruden has said more positive things about Marcus Mariota than he said about Derek Carr. Yeah. My hot take is 100%. Sometime this season, whatever the season looks like, Marcus Mariota is going to start for the Las Vegas Raiders. Well,
2: My hot take is I agree with Brennan. And regular listeners of Debates on Tap will know that that is a hot
0: take. <laughs> uh, okay. So moving on. We're uh, Broncos. We're talking about the Denver Broncos. I hate who em. went 7-9. and nine, Also. But missed the playoffs. <laughs> yeah, they this... weren't even close to the playoffs. No. Uh, they were 26 in offensive DVOA, which partly was the fact they started Joe Flacco for most of the season and then switched to a rookie quarterback, Drew Locke. Fucked up we made him. Yeah, we, 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 we destroyed we, Flacco. We, we broke Joe Flacco. Jesus. Uh, they were 26 in DV, offensive DVOA. They were 13th in defensive DVOA, which is actually not too bad. Uh, 17th in sacks because they had really great guys like Derrick Wolf and uh, Von Miller. They were 26 in interceptions because their secondary was piss poor. Um, again, one of the positive things I'll say, about, or I, I have another positive thing I'll talk about here in a second. Von but Miller. One of the, well, okay. Maybe three things I'll say. About. Uh, one positive thing. They had the second, second ranked strength schedule in 2019 That's only a, beat is, by the Raiders. Yeah. Very tough schedule. Well, when you play the chiefs twice a year, correct. Uh, in 2020, they have the 12th ranked strength so schedule. Easier. So, so a little bit easier, but still pretty tough. Um, I like Drew Locke quite a bit. Um, do I think Drew Locke is going to be the guy at quarterback? Maybe not so much. He but he was I, shifty at Mizzou. He was shifty at Mizzou. Um, he only played started five games, I think, and, and played good football after Flacco. After Flacco yeah. was knocked out with his weird neck thing, which it was fine. just the neck. It was it was just the neck that was the problem. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, but Drew Locke, you he watches tape in his five games. Um, His worst game came against the Chiefs in a snow game, which is crazy and fun and so much fun to watch. But you you watched a really good progression in just five games with Drew Locke where he played fine in like the first couple games, but he tried to play hero ball a lot where he was like, the offensive line is very bad, but I have to make something happen because I'm a rookie. I'm young. I, I can throw the ball. But as the season went on, he got to be more like, his vision improved. He didn't try to like throw balls that he probably couldn't have like thrown. Um, He did way better as as in his five games as it went on. So I think drew Locke is going to be pretty damn good this season, but their biggest, (laughs) I would argue Uh thing they need is offensive line help. Mm. Their offensive line was one of the worst of the NFL. Well, um, then
2: certainly they'll spend one of their first
0: two picks on offensive line, right? Brent, I think um, a, a name that would probably make uh, Denver Broncos fans shudder is Garrett Bowles, who's coming in his fourth year in the league and was a first round pick, and gave up, I think at tackle, gave up some of the most sacks in the NFL, mm. most pressures and sacks in the That's NFL. That's
2: not what you want from your offense. You want the opposite.
0: No. So and as well as uh, Chris Harris was going to be a. Is a free agent, I think. And I think no, the, he just signed. He signed we with, talked about with someone later. else. I'm sorry, I'm, I'm speaking from right after the season ended. Um, uh, as well as they uh they traded away Emmanuel Sanders. Um, Cortland Sutton, I think, is like the only major guy at wide receiver they have. I think he's over overrated, but that's fine. That's right. fine too.
2: Uh, you know, <laughs> that's fine too. <laughs> whatever you got Drew Locke thrown to you, so 50% of
0: the time it's not even going to be catchable. Right. And I think uh, they got rid of Drew, uh, Derek Wolf, didn't they? I don't know. I don't have him <laughs> on.
2: Yes. Yes, they lost him. I don't know if they got rid of him, but they lost. They they, they, I him.
0: think he was like a free agency uh, getting rid of. Um, so yeah, so they have Philip Lindsay uh, running back, who I think is pretty pretty good. good. I like yeah. him a lot. Um, they also acquired uh, Melvin, Gordon. Melvin Gordon, who... Yeah.
2: Well, I, I get it. You don't like him right now. You're doing the hand thing. That means mediocre or in the middle Master or Menos. something stinks. Yeah. But it doesn't. I, I think when you add those two together, it's going to be better than Eckler and Gordon. I think Gordon and Lindsay is better than Eckler and Gordon. Uh, sure. Cause I think Gordon, but
0: with, but, with, but, but but, 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 but well, all right, with how bad the offensive line was and you already have Philip Lindsay, who is arguably your guy. I don't know how much Melvin Gordon is going to come in and really do a whole lot.
2: I think he's just there to take some
0: of the uh, some of the weight off sure. of Lindsey's shoulders. Sure. Um, we talked about Cortland Sutton was their number one guy. He had 1,112 yards, averaged 15.4 yards a catch, phenomenal, played all 16 games. Their second wide receiver was uh, young guy Noah Fant, 562 yards. Er, yeah. <laughs> I mean yes. <laughs> Emmanuel Sanders only played 7 games which he is now uh with the 49ers I think we talked about. Yep. Um so ideally they need a lot of offensive line uh, offensive line help, wide receiver help and they need everything really. Uh, it, uh help at, at uh in the wide receiver realm to help out young guy Drew Luck. Well, you're in luck they did that with the first two picks of the draft. So first pick of the la- uh the first pick of the left First pick of the draft, they picked up Jerry Judy, who's probably a number one. Who is arguably one of, like the I would argue could make an argument for. He is the best wide receiver coming out of the draft. Um, they picked up Jerry Judy, and I immediately went, much like we talked about, um, the Raiders and Broncos. Their draft picks were to like match the speed of the Kansas City Chiefs. Yeah, um, yeah. So they also took another uh, fast wide receiver in the second round with uh, out of Penn State. Um, they picked up a tight end who actually played with Locke at Mizzou, which I think is really interesting. You, can you say his name? Uh, Albert Okawabaganamam.
2: Yeah, that's exactly how I was going to say it.
0: Alka Alka Albert Uh They got really lucky picking up a center in the third round, as well as another offensive ta- uh, guard later on in the sixth round. Um, they didn't pick up any tackles, though, which I think was really Interesting. And then defensive-wise, they picked up a couple, like uh defensive tackle and a linebacker later on. And both of those guys, I think, are going to be pretty pretty high upside. Do they replace Derek Wolf though? No. No. Um, so over-under for the Denver Broncos coming in the 20, uh, 2020 season. I think they're <sighs> over.
2: They have more promise.
0: I-, I think out of all the teams in the AFC West, other than the Chiefs, this team has the most promise. Like yeah. You, you know, hit the nail on the head. I like Drew Locke a lot. I don't think they did enough offensive line-wise to bolster him, but I, I do like to pick up a Jared Judy a lot. Um, they also have, like we talked about, Austin Eckler and uh, and Melvin Gordon. So offensive-wise, I think they're going to take a big step forward. Defensive-wise, I think the loss of a guy like Derek Wolf is a is really big loss. Von Miller can only do so much. If Von Miller can only do so much, and even last season, Von Miller was like, I'm fucking over this. Dude,
2: he's like, so tired of losing. I I,
0: I, 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 despite Von Miller being a, probably a lifelong Bronco now, I like Von Miller a whole lot. He's yeah. such a down to earth guy. He plays great football, but he was over it last season. Every interview he gave, like his motor on the field was like, fuck this dude. Like, yeah. it sucks. Uh, he was one of the players that contracted COVID in the offseason and he also has asthma. So, like, he talks about how he's arguably not the same. I'm surprised he got knocked out. I'm kind of surprised too, but, but I think maybe he's looking at the at, at greener pastures with guys like, uh, drew lock. Um, cause it, it, I think it was in the 2018,
2: uh, NFL top 100. He yeah. talked, he was one of the people who they used for Patrick Mahomes
0: Correct things. And he, he legitimately <laughs> said how tired of <laughs> playing him. He was, um, this is a team. Yeah. I, I think they're going to be, they're definitely under, um, how Helm- under, I went over. I'm surprised oh, you you're really? saying. Yeah. yeah, I'm surprised you're under. I think they're going to be in second oh, I'm place. So, I'm sorry, I was looking at something else. Uh, I, I do think. Yeah, they're going to be over. They're going to be very close to 500, though. I don't think they're going to be that over. Yeah, like nine and six. Because out of seven. No. <laughs> hey, we're not, a math we're not a math podcast. But of all the teams in the AFC West, the Broncos are not my most feared team, but the team I know that like they're going to. We're going to play them. They're going to play us pretty well. I think they're good against everybody else. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, and, and, and I think of all the teams like coming up this season, this is the team that like the Chargers, I know we're going to beat Raiders. We're we're going to beat the Broncos. We're we going to split. A we're going to split a
2: series with them. I don't think we will split, but we could.
0: Right. We, we definitely could. Um, hot take. I think Jerry Judy's going to be one of the best wide receivers in the NFL.
2: I thought you were about to say worst. <laughs> no,
0: I, I like Jerry Judy a lot uh, coming out of uh, college. He's, was one of my highest uh, guys other than who the Cowboys took uh, their wide receiver they took in the first round. Uh, but Jerry Judy is phenomenal. I, I think he's going to be very good, especially with Drew Locke passing to him. Um, do I think that's going to equate to winning games? I mean, let's like dive into the, to the NFC real fast with the Cowboys. You have a, a great quarterback passing to really great wide receivers, and they still went eight and eight. Is that going to translate to the Broncos, who are a worse team, arguably?
2: Probably not. Probably. No, you don't have to argue. They are a bad worse.
0: So team. I think Jerry Judy's going to be one of the best wide receivers in the NFL. Is it going to help them win games, maybe like one or two. But th- this team is still not poised to 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 really uh, capitalize on that that new effort. So.
2: I mine revolves around Jerry Judy, but it's not with Jerry Judy. I think the double-headed attack of Melvin Gordon and Philip Lindsay mm. are going to give them fifteen hundred yards rushing. That's that's really good. Yeah.
0: That's uh, what, I mean,
2: it's a nice little hot take. <laughs> uh, so we're done with the AFC West, right?
0: Yeah, yeah. I don't think there's anything else to talk about of note. Yeah. Oh wait,
2: <gasps>
0: let's talk about the Super Bowl champion Kansas City Chiefs.
2: Hey baby!
0: Super Bowl champion. I, I know. I know. It, it's hard. To really fathom this 50-year uh, history of they won, won like the second Super Bowl. Yeah. And 50 years later, they won Super Bowl uh, 50 blah, blah, blah. Um, They went 12-4. and four. Mm-hmm. Uh, They, of course, they won Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Uh, they were third in offensive DVOA. Mm-hmm. Only the Ravens and the Cowboys are better than them. Uh, they were 14th in defensive DVOA, 6th in passing, 29th in rushing. So not great. Stop in the rush. But I will say, uh, there's this really interesting, there's a lot of really interesting stats with the with the Kansas City defense that um they, they had a new offensive coordinator, Steve Spagnolia. Um oh, nope. hold on. I'm gonna stop you because it was a new defensive
2: coordinator. Uh defensive coordinator. No, Steve Spagnolo.
0: It. Yeah, defensive coordinator, Steve Spagnolia. You Nolo. Keep saying I've had a couple of, it, it's truly hard to say things. right it now. It is. It is truly hard to um, say. Um Steve Spagnola. Nolo. <laughs> Nolia, Nolia. Uh they had a new Defensive coordinator Spaggs, uh, who was trying to get this defense where they needed to be. Yeah. Because we we all know this this offense is gonna win games. There's a lot of new pieces on defense. We did. We had, we signed Frank Clark in the season, uh, we got Tyron Matthew, we had Juan Thornhill who we drafted was last a rookie, season. A yeah. lot lot of a lot of young pieces. Added uh, to a new scheme and a new right. coach. New scheme and new coach. So the first like 10, 11 games of the season, we gave up like twenty points a game or something like that. Yeah. yeah. The final stretch of the season and even in the playoffs, our defense averaged eleven points per game. Which elite. You you could tell that once they got the system down and the defensive system down, this this defense was truly elite. Yeah. Which excites me for this upcoming season. Because
2: they were without one of their best players, Juan Thornhill.
0: Yes, who tore his ACL in the final game of the season. Which yeah, against the chart. uh, Yep. Final game? Yep. Of the season. I'm pretty positive it was the final game or like the second to final game against the season. I don't think it was that late. It was very late. He didn't get to play again in the playoffs. Well, I knew that. Yeah, but I'm very positive. It was like the final game of the season that he tore his ACL. Unfortunately continue. Um, so yeah, so the chiefs were 11th in sacks. They were fifth in interceptions, which surprising. <laughs> <laughs> we're not with, normally that high with all the talk about how bad this defense was for them to be that good on sacks and that good at interceptions is, is crazy. Um, Last season, they were tied fifth strength of schedule, one of the hardest strength schedules in the NFL in 2019. In 2020, they're tied 18th, so a little bit easier. Um, uh, At the the end of the offseason, I would say the biggest need we we really need to hone in on is linebacker. Uh, We have okay linebackers like Anthony Hitchens. uh, We have Darren Lee, uh, we have the, uh, Reggie Ragland, who has unfortunately went to uh, the Lions.
2: Was week 17. I thought it was much later. Maybe it was, it was just because yep. the
0: offseason lasted so long yeah. for me. And 2020 has lasted 100 years, so it feels like it was so long ago. But yeah. But yeah. Um, linebacker, I, I've banged that drum for a long time now, is that I like Anthony Hitchens a lot. Um, Anthony Hitchens is the guy out there you want to lead your defense. For but sure. He is not the guy, he's not the guy you want... Play, lost a couple spats playing steps. your yeah. defense he's lost a few steps so we need a a, a a very athletic linebacker as well as running back uh we we finished 23rd in nfl in the in rushing yards uh we didn't have a player who broke 500 yards on the ground which we won the Super bowl so it's maybe not the worst thing in the world but if we're nitpicking yeah. with how good our free agency with and with was, team you have to nitpick right? uh I I definitely think that running back is a is an area of of need basically yeah because I I love Damian Williams a lot we'll get to him in a second um, but he uh, I I think with the mixture of how our offensive line works which I think is a pretty good offensive line the running attack needs someone a little bit more mobile yeah um, as well as cornerback Brashad uh, Breland who I who I like a lot he is coming on to a four game suspension mm-hmm. coming in the season we have Traverius Ward who I also like a love whole that lot. Dude. But after that, uh
2: well <laughs> Well you do uh Rashad Fenton who shined. He uh, did he's coming times. into a
0: second year in the season, uh second year with the Chiefs, who I think is gonna be really great, really fine. Um uh, but we lost Kendall Fuller mm-hmm. uh to the Washington football team. Um however, Fuller started at the as the season wore on, he played more a safety position rather than a cornerback position. Right. I think thrived there. He did, and and I definitely think with how this system works, with Spag system, I think we just need maybe one or two uh, cornerbacks to really be competitive. Um, So yeah, so in free agency, we had some amazing moves. Um, We were able to restructure Sammy Watkins' contract uh, Mm -hmm. to keep Sammy Watkins around. When 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 Sammy Watkins is healthy, he's one of the better. NFL receivers in the game. He's very strong at the catch. Uh, you want Sammy Watkins because he's very strong at the catch. We signed our boy, Patrick Mahomes, to a 10-year extension. He is the half-billion-dollar man. Yep. Um, we signed Chris Jones to a four-year contract. Yep. Which, phenomenal. Signed Travis Kelsey, the best tight end in the league, yep. to a four-year extension. So we have him through 2025. So we um, got Frank Clark for three we more years Frank Clark. Two more years. We still have the Honey Badger. We're getting back... Um, uh, Juan Thornhill off of entry. Um, out of all the teams in the league, out of all 22 starters on both sides of the ball, because 11 and 11, mm-hmm. we're bringing back 20 players from the Super Bowl season.
2: Which is the most of any team.
0: Ever. Um, so
2: so Brett Veach is our new Brett Lord and Savior.
0: God bless Brett Veach. Because with how this offseason is playing out, and you're not having a lot of one-on-one time and like actual practices with guys.
2: That's going to be the biggest. This is going to be
0: a huge part with the Chiefs, yep. because they're bringing back just about like 95 percent of the guys who play on the team yep. um, into the same Spags system, who's retained as a uh, as our defensive coordinator, who easily have been a head coach somewhere. As well as everyone on the offensive side of the ball,
2: who could also have been a head who, coach,
0: like Eric Bieniemy, who I think is a is going to be a phenomenal coach one day. But thank God, um, he is staying with the Chiefs for lack of which a whole outside of yeah. his, his control, I, I would say. But but I think the, the way this off is shaping up, if there is an NFL season or the NFL season goes on, um, this is going to be a, a great boon for the Chiefs. Yes. Um, so yes, yeah, so we already talked about what they need. First round of the NFL draft, uh, I picked number 32. The Kansas City Chiefs picked up uh, LSU's Clyde Edwards-Hilaire.
2: And I will not let you
0: say on this podcast that you <laughs> liked that pick at the time. I, I was blown away because I was, again, this is my homerism coming out a little bit, but also like looking at statistically what the Chiefs needed. The Chiefs, There were still good linebackers available at where they were. There's good cornerbacks. Good them. cornerbacks available where they were. Um, as the draft played out, I think we addressed all those things. But but if you truly break down how good the defense ended up being at the end of the season and what we needed going into the season, truly picking up uh, CEH with Damian Williams opting out of the season well, because of his right. uh, child. At the time, we didn't know that. We didn't know that. But but it was kind of like, I don't like it. But then as I like assessed the pick more, it was like, he is... A phenomenal running back. I'll say it took you at least two months before it did. you were like, <laughs> and he was a ph- and he's a phenomenal pass catcher. Yes. out of the backfield, which I think I'll get to my hot tech in a second. Can't but, wait. But uh, but I, I think Ceh is a phenomenal pickup in the first round. I, I did I don't I, I I do not subscribe to and I do not like picking up uh, running backs in the first round because I think yeah essentially they're a dime a dozen you can plug in and play wherever you need to. But if there is ever running back that would fit this offensive scheme and offensive uh, system, it's CEH. Like It's insane to watch his tape from LSU. It plays a lot like the system he's coming into in the Chiefs. And I think already in the offseason, he's taking first-round reps, and I'm like, this is the guy.
2: If you can give Patrick Mahomes anything else to work with that's above what he had, why wouldn't you? And I think that's what they were doing, and 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 again, like you said, we addressed a lot of other things in the second round. We got a linebacker Willie Gay Jr., who's right. going to be really good one
0: day. Very athletic. He could be a starter I, day one. I think I think in the middle of the season he's going to be a starter. I, I, I think he's yeah. going to rotate in in like third down passing situations because he's very athletic. He can cover guys out of out of, out of the uh, backfield, uh, and I think he's definitely going to be there, be the guy one day. But yeah, I think. By the middle of the season, Willie Gay Jr. is going to start alongside Anthony Hitchens.
2: In the third round, we addressed offensive line. We got uh, offensive tackle Lucas Niang, who unfortunately has, has opted, opted out. Opted out. Uh, that's okay because first year
0: player, he probably wouldn't right. have started, and he likely wasn't going to start anyway because he was coming off a big hip surgery and injury there in that, in his college in his senior so year.
2: It might bode well for so his career. So it's likely
0: a like when he opted out, that was one of the guys I went. That makes sense. Yeah. That's fine. Okay.
2: Uh fourth round we went, we did go secondary with a cornerback LaJarius Sneed, uh
0: who Brennan likes a lot. I like LaJarius Snead quite a bit.
2: Uh, in the fifth round we took uh defensive edge with I think was a contingency plan if we weren't able to get Jones right. and the other guys we wanted um uh but uh, Mike Dana or Dana? Yes. I don't know how you say it. I, I think it's just Dana. It's much easier to say than the one you said perfectly. <laughs> uh, and then with our last pick, we did a cornerback. Um, Bo Pete. Bo Pete,
0: Thakarius Keys. Yes. And the interesting thing about uh, Legirious Need is even though in his senior year he played safety, he is a by, bi- he is, his primary position is cornerback. Yeah. So he, he's so, one of those utility guys. Yes. Much like Fuller would have been. And so I, I 100% at first I was like, Oh God, we need cornerback help. And it's like, well, no, we have Matt. We have the honey badger. We have Thornhill coming back. Eventually. I think Keith Reeser is another guy who could come back. He yes. hasn't signed anything yet, but correct. And then Rashad Fenton is a, is a guy who I think is going to take a huge step a up. Lot. He yep. like looked really good last season. Uh, Traverius Ward, I think is going to be our, the guy, I think he is going to be prime for a, a gigantic season coming up. Um, I think I think we're pretty set on secondary. I, I like all the picks. I like everything we've done. We didn't lose our losses didn't outweigh our
2: gains. No. We'll say that.
0: Um So that brings us to well. Oh, oh I'm sorry. And one thing I want to highlight is uh behind Travis Kelsey, uh tight end wise, we signed Ricky Seals Jr. Yep. Uh Ricky Seals Jones. Ricky Seals Jones. It could be junior, too. Yeah, whatever. Uh he was a he's a very athletic tight end. He reminds me a lot of Darren Waller. Yeah. Uh and I think in a good system, I think he's gonna be a very good number two guy. Uh that, that's something I just want to highlight because I think tight end wise behind Kelsey, he's a very we've never had a a solid number two tight end. Yeah. Uh, other than Hot Hands Harris, who I
2: was, You loved him. I'm
0: so glad he left.
2: We also got Taco Charlton out of Miami, that's who right. I think is gonna be a great rotational piece to replace. He played
0: with Frank Clark. Yes. And I think Frank Clark is gonna take that dude under his wing and He's going to be a very good athletic. I think he's going to
2: replace that rotational Ogba that we lost in mm-hmm. free agency as well.
0: Because we retained, we, we uh, reworked Alex Okafor's contract yes. to be a one year guy. And I like Okafor a lot. Um, and I, I just think that all the pieces we have are priming us for a big season. So you mentioned over under. Over under, 12 and 4
2: I, Super Bowl champs. It's hard to say over at that point, but we're not going under that point.
0: I, I think I would agree with you. I think there is a route for us to be basically undefeated, but I'm I'm going over, but I think we're prime more for 13 and 3. Yeah. I, I I don't think we're going to go too much over. I could make a, a Homer argument for we could go undefeated. Oh, we could. Let's start. A, let's start this podcast over. Yeah, let's yeah, just we'll start over. Do it from the but top. I 100 percent think this. The Kansas City Chiefs are going over. They're they're going to go close for like 13 and three because if you look, damn you are you flying? Damn it, truly. If you look at the season as a whole, there is a route for them to go at least 13 and three.
2: Yeah, I'll go. We're not going under. I'll say that. I don't want to say over, but we're not going under. Yep. Uh, hot take. You you have my hot take is we're winning the Super Bowl again.
0: Oh, if there's a Super Bowl that's, this that's, year, we're winning it again. A given. That's not a hot take. That's just a take. oh, I think it's a take because it's rarely <laughs> is that done. It, it I think it's only happened like twice in the NFL. Yeah, and that, both that by the fucking gone, Patriots that have gone back to back. <laughs> my hot take is Ceh is going to be offensive rookie of the year. Hey, yeah. I like that. Uh, I think Ceh in this system and with everything we've reworked on the offensive line, I think the offensive line. Is going to be way better this year because we signed Mike Rimmers. Who we is lost a,
2: Steve Wisniewski, but we did sign yes, yes Mike Rimmers. Yes, and
0: LDT LDT has opted out because he is a phenomenal man who is a doctor in Canada treating and he's COVID patients. Seen it first, um, yep. Yeah, so I, I think moving Andrew Wiley, who is our our left guard, to right guard is going to be a way better position for him, as well as plugging in. I think I'm pretty confident Mike Rimmers, the the veteran guy we signed. Yeah, he's going to start at. Um, at uh, left guard, and that's a perfect sponsorship opportunity for right guard yeah. <laughs> to get Andrew Wiley. But uh, we 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 did lose uh, the Wiz, but we retain uh, Martinez Rankin mm-hmm. uh, on off- offensive of line, him, yeah. um, and then uh, Nick Allegretti, who we drafted last year, is a center guard piece who I think is going to be a really great backup for uh, Andrew. Uh, Uh, reader and as you mentioned
2: uh, i think our biggest get this uh this offseason was (laughs) patrick mahomes re-signing yeah when you have him you don't need a
0: lot of other pieces correct That that is very true um so yeah so that's hey man that's it man we we've worked our way around the compass of the afc nfc um next time you hear from us you and I in yes. a football
2: scenario will yep. be our power ranking power show. Rankings, yeah. So, which tune into that next month?
0: Hopefully, we'll come out. I mean, because the season starts like September tenth, September tenth, and Thursday that'll come out night. that Sunday. I think before before yeah. the season starts. But uh, yeah. and if you don't
2: like football i don't
0: know why you're here at the end (laughs) i don't know why you've listened to two hours
2: you're welcome first of all but second of all you know listen to our our other shows we got debates on tap bi-monthly every uh well not every monday but uh, every other monday and then you got and another thing which we host with our our good friend vargas every friday something to look out to and then you know once a month we also have another show and another talk Right. Which, like we mentioned, uh, in the top half of the show with Brendan, you had a football one. I believe you're our next one. Uh, I don't know what you're going to do. I'm excited for it. I don't know what I'm going to do. either. But it's in another talk. <laughs> and we just take a deep dive into into crazy things. Yeah. We, we had, uh, oh, what's his, what's his name? I forgot his fucking name. The guy that you covered the first time. Richie Incognito? Yes. Little Dickie. <laughs>
0: Little Dicky. Cut his dad's head off. Wanted to cut his dad's head tried off. tried to. He went to the, the funeral home to do that. Yeah.
2: Uh so tune into that. Um and then I think I you know, I don't know what else we got. Anything else to plug do you have any holes to plug? No, I think I'm good on holes, yeah. I'm good on holes. I don't need to plug anything right now. So uh <laughs> you know, wear a mask and
0: be nice to each other. Thank you for listening. Bye.